It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. It's a football Friday, two hours. Vinny Maliola, the best hair in the business. Chris Andrews. What? <laughs> wait, wait, so you told, I heard you told that, I heard you told that to What's Chris. What's everybody laughing at? Last what, week? What, what was so funny? Oh, man. Chris Andrews, of course, the uh, sports book director here at the South Point, alongside Vinny Gon Gaming. Both of these gentlemen, Hall God, of Famers. so serious. As huh? well. <laughs> hey, hey. I, I didn't say anything. I only said a couple in your hair. Vinny, Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you. What am I, chopped liver? I'm sitting right here, Jeff. I love your, uh, I but, uh, love your hair. I, I, uh, before we get into football, I do want to ask you real quick, because we know yeah. both championship series in baseball now. Uh, prices on this, and uh, I think I, I might have stumped uh, – Vincenzo here, Chris. I know. 2007, the Arizona oh, wow. Diamondbacks, last time they were in the, AL, in the NLCS, they took on the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. They were swept in that series. Uh, the game, I, someone tweeted out the lineups for game one of the 2007, uh, 2007 NLCS. Would you have remembered the pitching matchup in game one being Jeff Francis versus Brandon Webb? I would not. <laughs> I oh, would not man. have either. <laughs> if I remember correctly, didn't the the Rockies had won like 22 straight. The Rockies in that September yeah. won 19 out of 21. Okay. Got right. to the one-game playoff against the Padres. Matt, ha- Matt Holiday still hasn't touched home plate in that game. Yeah. <laughs> 16 years later. Uh, and then they swept the Phillies. They swept the Diamondbacks. And then were swept by the Red Sox. Red Sox uh, yeah, they the ran World into Series. a bus. Right. I mean, it was like the Red Sox were going to win that World Series. I got a quick story about that. I was at the Golden Nugget at the time and working with Nick Bogdanovich. And we put, uh, we made, uh, when the Red Sox were down 3 0, we put up a price, a two way price to win the series. And I can't even remember the guy's name. Well, one of my supervisors who was down in Laughlin okay. called me up. You're, you're giving away money. You cannot do this. The Yankees cannot lose this they series. Can't blow that series. Yeah, it's impossible. It's never been done before. And I kind of didn't like this guy, but I, I can't. I, I said, listen, they got Kurt Schilling pitching tomorrow. I think it was. Schilling was in game six. Okay. That was the so shit they got yep. Pedro. So Pedro and- they got Pedro. Then they got Schilling. Then they got Lowe. I mean, those three guys can't win three games. And then you go to game seven. God knows anything can happen. That was. Uh- and I remember that. And I, I remember telling my cousin Zach. And he. And I don't, I'm not sure if Zach's superstitious or handicap, but he wound up making a big bet on the Red Sox yes. to come back. I think he took 16 to 1 on them to win the series. And of course, the rest is history. That Dave, was, Rob- uh, Dave that- Roberts uh, with yep. a big yeah. uh, stolen, stolen base. base. Yeah. That was 2004 that was so- ALCS. That was uh, Derek Lowe, Pedro Martinez, Kurt Schilling, Derek Lowe. Oh, they come back. Order, with, I think low pitch, yeah. maybe low pitch three or game, four innings. Low, low pitch game four and seven. Yeah. Well, and what did he pitch in game seven? How many innings? Game seven, he pitched well, but that game was over as soon as Damon hit the grand slam. Yeah. Uh, it could put him up six nothing in the second inning. Yeah. Uh, Derek Lowe pitched six great innings in game seven. Six innings. Pedro threw an inning out of the bullpen. Yeah. And Vinny, who finished the game for the Red Sox that day at Yankee Stadium? Was it Wake? Was it Wakefield? It was not. He finished game five though. Left-handed yeah. reliever. Any guesses? In 04? 04. Any guesses? Chris? I, I, I can't think of it. Alan, Alan Embry. 
Oh, wow. Finished it uh, off. I know yeah, this. You could have gave me eight <laughs> million the, guesses. The, and I, want to go I will say, I remember this, that I think it was Bernie Williams. Uh-huh. So the Yankees were up three games. They were up in game four. They were they were up a little. And there was a ground rule yeah. double that I just remember that. I'm thinking to myself, it, it rattled around. It went into the stands down in right field. And I thought to myself, this, because the runners had to go back. It, it, it cost the Yankees a run. Right. The ground rule double. And I'm like, that's kind of curious. But it, it came back to home. And then they, well, they, well, they, well, I remember needing the Red Sox. Yeah, that yeah was, no, they, they yeah. looked. That was uh that was at the back end of the Yankees' full powers. Yeah, obviously, and that was that right. was it until they won in '09, and then they haven't been to the series. I'll tell you yeah, when they signed Costanza. That's I see. George was teaching them how to hit. That's all. <laughs> yeah, we did win the World Series. Yeah, in six games. <laughs> By the way, J- Jimmy Vaccaro and I were were uh, were guests of the Stardust on the Stardust line. Oh, really? That that year, and one they there was the contest. You remember? You you, you kind of. Went back and forth and, and things like that. So Jimmy and I spent most of the night telling stories <laughs> and <laughs> shocking. Yeah. And um and gave out it, w- it was ridiculous. You had to make make but I think we gave out not only uh, college football uh, uh winners, but this the Red Sox to come back in the series and at De La Hoya. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya had a fight. Wow, that who was he fighting? It it wasn't Chavez because they both of those fights were in that might have been Chavez. It was September, October. It might have been. Looking it up for you Camacho? right now, Vinny. September 18th, 2004. Was it? Was it he, he lost to Hopkins. Ho- ho- yep. That was lost it. to Hopkins. Yep, they Hopkins lost. had a shot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, Good I stuff. didn't expect to start with story time, but I always love doing story time uh, out, out the gate yeah. here. But prices. about the prices. Yes, the prices for these series. The Lone Star State showdown beginning on Sunday on the American League side, mm-hmm. and then the Phillies, the four seated Phillies, have home field. They've the been NLCS. playing great ball, though. Oh, they, you know, Chris, I said to, I said this to Vinny yeah. at the beginning of the postseason. I thought it was the two best teams in baseball playing each other in that DS, and the Phillies were the ones who emerged against Atlanta. Yeah, boy, I, I mean they're playing great. I mean they're a big favorite over the Diamondbacks. Uh, we're running them a dollar eighty five here at South Point. And by the way, I'm looking here. We have the tightest straddles. Yes, you do. Anywhere. Anywhere. Period. 20 cents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 20 cents. And then on the games, again, we use dime line all the way up to $1.60. Tightest straddles anywhere. And we talk about it all the time. If you're a baseball better, how can you not bet at the South Point? You, you know, you're, uh, what am I, what do I, what's the word I want to say? You're not being loyal to your own bankroll if you don't bet here. Yeah, and we got the World Series exacted, too. There it is. Vinny just pulling out that sheet. Uh, again, the exact scenario. So Astros beat the Phillies, plus 375. Astros beat the Diamondbacks, 7-1. to one. Rangers beat the Phillies, 8-1. to one. Rangers beat the Diamondbacks, 9-1. to one. Phillies beat the Astros, plus 380. Phillies beat the Rangers, 11-2. So, you know, 5 and a half. 550, yep. Diamondbacks beat the Astros. 10 to 1. Diamondbacks beat the Rangers 14 to 1. And let me just go on record saying that would be a thing of beauty. Diamondbacks beating the Rangers. That would be a really good result. That'd be a great result for <laughs> yeah. you. I, I would imagine the Diamondbacks knocking out the Phillies, regardless of the result in the World Series, would probably be the best result for you guys, right? Uh, that or, doesn't or matter that much. Right? No, doesn't matter that now? doesn't matter. No, right. no. This, the, you're, the, you're pretty balanced. Yeah, we're okay. The pennants are not a big deal. 
but I was just checking. You know, we had Mr. Gone back in the office. What's the best scenario? And I'm not going to announce it here, but. I said, well, if the Diamondbacks win, I oh, I guess we're rooting for Arizona. Yes, we are, Mr. Gone. I would have did uh did uh Mattress Matt come through and bet the Astros at the shop this year or no? Not with us. You know, and that's the, you know, when we get the story time at some point, we'll we'll kind of yeah. talk about that. He started betting with us. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we put him on for like three, four hundred thousand, but he just, you know, we, you know, listen, we don't have sports books all throughout America. He wants to bet fifteen million. You know, we just can't handle that right. in one little book, you know. Well, actually, we got a couple. You know, we got the Rampart, which is a very nice book. Sure is. Two of them, two of them is Mesquite to do some very good business. But we don't have places in Jersey and Colorado and New York and, you know, all over the country. Not yet. Just, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, always the optimist. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to college football tonight, guys, because I don't want to even acknowledge the existence of whatever that was in Kansas City <laughs> last night. Uh, but it did land 11, which yeah, it did. It, was that a siding for you guys or no? That's what it opened. And I know it opened 11. Yeah, just yeah, only a little bit. Only a little. Yeah. Only a little. Yeah. Nothing too bad. I've seen there, worse. There, I've seen worse sides. There will be yeah. there will be there will be one game that we get to in the NFL yeah. that you don't want landing three. That would be a lot worse than that landing yeah. three. Oh, one? We Wait, got, yeah, we might have a couple. Yeah. I'm, I'm, how much can we get on the over one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot, I yeah. would say. All right, let's go to the night. First game on the board, 121-122 on your betting cards. Memphis Tulane in Memphis. This is actually a pretty good game. This is a great card pretty tonight, Pretty good Jeff. game here in the American. Uh, Chris, the betters have laid it with the wave, and they have continually laid it all yeah. week long. I'm looking on my charts here. They laid three, three and a half, and four. <clears throat> I finally jumped to five after that, you know, but, uh, you know, that's the side that they're on tonight. Uh, I'm trying to look what the, you know, I, I'm okay with it. I, you know, I made the game two lane two. So, I mean, I'm not, uh, listen, they'll kick off and I'll be rooting for, uh, for Memphis. And, uh, that's okay with me, Jeff. You know, I, I think, uh, total also came under, which I think yes. will come back up, uh, particularly with, uh, with Memphis and while people, you know, I mean, Memphis, uh, typically gets uh, uh, their games typically get, get bet over, but the, Tulane draws a lot of business. So, you know, right, Chris? I mean, every every yeah. week Tulane is one of the more yeah uh, popular uh, non Power Five uh, games that uh, that draws betting attention. So uh, position nicely tonight. I love these five. I love these Friday cards. The, you know, yeah. the Friday night cards, right, yeah. Chris? It's, I, yeah, I like the Thursday card. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like throws. Thursday pro football. I don't yep. like that. I, mm -hmm. I just think, and that's, I don't want to say yesterday was typical. It's not typical, but there's a lot of times we see teams that are just totally unprepared. Oh. You know, and, and la oh, last night was Denver that. Denver was not prepared to play in that game last <laughs> or night? Or calling yep. timeout with 18 seconds of play in the first half to that's, punt. That was. Uh, uh, cost them three points. Yeah. Actually, might have even cost them the game when it was all set. Yeah, who knows. But I, I totally sweat, slept but, but to Vinny's point about Tulane, you know, first of all, do you know they were in the SEC many years ago? Way, 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 yeah, way. Yeah, and they left the SEC. They thought that was, uh, say it. That was a loser's hand. What? Before his time. Before, oh, oh, come on. Oh, Vinny, like, that's on. before it's our time, too. I, think I, mean, like, do I don't that. think we were born yet. I was trying to, get, I was trying to yeah. get us a little but younger. We, but we got, uh, <laughs> but they thought it was a loser's hand to be uh, confined to a conference. They went, uh, 
They went independent, and they 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 were bad for a long time. But the last couple of years, they've really come back. Yeah. Uh, that you know, and uh, our old friend Sean King played yeah. for Tulane. I still yeah. talk to Sean. I like Sean no, a lot. He was a good guy. The best team good in man. program history until last year. Yeah, for, for right. Tulane. Last year was a very good year. Last year, of course, a Cotton Bowl win. Yeah. I still don't know how they won that game against USC, but yeah. hey, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy good. things happen. That's called football, the, Jeff. Yeah, crazy right. stuff happens. Hundred percent. Well, speaking of crazy stuff, that was a great loss I had on West Virginia last night. Oh. Right? That was pretty good, oh. right? Well, <laughs> I think I told you we we were, I was out with a bunch of guys, and uh, there's four of us, three three degenerate gamblers. I'm not calling myself so two degenerate gamblers, me a bookmaker, and one guy doesn't even know right. what a football looks like. Uh, but he's the guy knew I needed uh, Houston. He says, "Oh man." West Virginia scored, what was it, 18 seconds? 12 left? seconds. 12, 12 seconds? Because well, West Virginia's watching on the internet. West Virginia scored. I said, oh, wow. Nah, it's, well, it's yes. going to be a rough night for uh, for the, the home team here. And then he's, wait a second. Houston scored Update. on the last game, last play it, of the game. It, it was the, the one of the worst Hail Mary throws I've ever seen. It was a straight line drive, just and got, it still found it the got, way. Just got tipped it properly. There were, there were only you know, there were only like fifteen. There people were only twenty in people in, within one yard of each other ball. for sure. Uh, of course, Houston winning that game outright as a uh, small underdog at home last night. All right, Stanford and Colorado. Hey, uh, Coach Prime in prime time again. Look yeah. at this. Uh, Chris, 12 and a half now you got on this one, 59 the total. Uh, this is a toggler. This has been a toggler all week yeah. long on, on some numbers that you, you don't normally see toggled on. 11 and a half and 12. Uh, I got action both ways. Um, that's another one. I, you know, I made the game. Let me find my notes here. I made the game 13, but kind of like Colorado a little bit. And the number opened. Uh, 11 and a half mostly. And I opened at 12 just to be a little bit ahead of the market. So the first, first guy in took the 12, mm -hmm. but since then they, uh, laid back 11 and a half and they laid back 12. So I'm up to 12 and a half, a lot of action on this game. Uh, it'll be the late game tonight. And I think, I think this is going to be a, a pretty good betting game. I wouldn't be surprised if we wind up at 13 on this one. You know, the, no. the uh, public loves to bet Colorado and Stanford. Uh, they just last couple of years haven't been so good. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to recruit. Mm -hmm. they, they're not involved in much of the NIL, not in, involved in the transfer portal. And, uh, you know, that, listen, I don't want to say it's hurt their program. Stanford is one of the great universities in the world, you know, but, uh, you know, football wise, it, it hasn't helped them in football. I think it's going to, they're going to be more a Colorado money. Hunter, Hunter's back. Uh, Looks yeah, like he's right. going to play so, tonight. Yep. I mean, they're they're yep. getting healthier, <clears throat> and obviously he's their uh, he's their best best player. I well, especially since he goes both ways. So he's their best player, you know. Yeah. So uh, um, I think that's going to contribute to uh, to Chris's point about this game uh, getting to at least thirteen. Yeah, no no feel whatsoever for this one. Uh, Dion complaining about the night kickoffs. Oh, I got some news for you, Dion. You're going to have all the night kickoffs in the Big 12 yeah. next year. So it's going oh, yes. to be a very, uh, very uh, normal scene of that 715 in Boulder moving forward. I'm not so sure he's complaining without a little wry smile, though, yeah. right? You know. yeah. I can't argue. But he's brought with attention that. to a, a conference hey, that's uh, well, really in the mix, man. Well, that's for sure. And not only that, it. Last week, with their win over Arizona State, they mm -hmm. went over their season win total at most shops. Yeah, uh, I know you guys this year had conference win totals. Conference yet again. wins. Like Colorado was what one and a half in the conference win totals. I think we, had I think we were two. Yeah, we two, two and even yeah. two. Okay, yeah. 
So they need two more. In by order the to way, they bet me on all these guys. And they guys, bet you under. Yeah. I knew Colorado. Yeah. yeah, you didn't show up with money. Well, they bet you under. That, yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Hey, look, the, 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 the loudest aren't always the, the smartest. You know that, Chris. Of course. Know that for a fact. All right, let's go to Fresno State and, and, and Utah State here. I, interesting game here in the Mountain West. Fresno, of course, losing outright last week. Now they go to Logan Vinny, six, five, four and a half, five here on this one now. Yeah, and uh, under money too, right, uh, showing, Jeff. So uh, they took the points with the home team. Not not really surprising uh, that that the home team's drawn, uh, you know, betting attention here, uh, taking everything down. They got as low as four and a half uh, at one point, and now uh, back up, so finding the, the buyback threshold. Uh, but the total down, Chrissy, by uh, a, a couple of points off the 57 opener. Yeah, they, you know, they took it down, but they laid me back to four and a half. I'm up to five. Um, you know, I, I mean, I made the game six. It's you know not a big, big deal one way or the other. But I, I again, this is a, this is a really good card for a Friday night. I think we're going to do a lot of action. And they already have done a lot of business. On yeah, these games. yeah, we've done a lot of business. You know, we have no baseball obviously today, but we got some good hockey matchups, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, sometimes you wonder how how's how's the schedule going to turn out? How's everything going to look? I mean, I. I with these games coming up, we're going to have a pretty good night. Yeah, two in the NHL tonight. Uh, marquee matchup is the Penguins on the road in D.C. to take mm. on the Caps. That was a hard loss. The other night. Not a good one. Not a good one on uh, you know, opening night. A friend of mine texted me, said, this is typical of last season. Have an early lead and blow it. <laughs> you know, and, and team, it's not seems like either. the whole season, you know. But, yeah. uh but one of the older teams, right? They have Eric Carlson now uh, on the blue line, which you know. Okay, uh, that's gonna, that's going to help. But they also they have Riley Smith from here too. But yeah. these are, you know, the 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 Pens got a little bit. They're they're a little long in in the tooth comparison. Okay, let me tell you another teams, problem. Right? They're size wise, mm-hmm. they're the they're the smallest oh. team in the NHL. Yeah. So they're old and small. That's not a great not combination a combo. in hockey. Ouch! Not one bit. All right, let's go to college football tomorrow. Rotation number order for all these games as always. Sorry, Eastern Michigan and Kent State. We're gonna we're gonna skip over you and go to Maryland and Illinois. Boy, if you went the Terps last week, yikes, yikes! In that one, no business not covering. And Ohio State covered basically oh, yeah. all numbers when it was all said and done. Now they're back at home. They take on Illinois, who stinks. And boy, I thought Illinois was going to be a totally reasonable team this year. Just not happening for the Illini, Chris. But the betters have bet Illinois this week from 14 and a half as low as 13 back to 13 and a half right now. Uh, yeah, where are we at? We're at 13 and a 13 half. And a half. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, they took a little bit. And uh, boy, Illinois was one of my big disappointing teams. I really thought Bielema had this team pointed in the right direction. I thought they were going to build on last year. Uh, boy, it just did not happen. I really missed the boat on them. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like Maryland in this game. I think the numbers maybe a shade cheap. Like I made it fourteen and a half. Not like if I was out playing, I'd go lay the thirteen and a half because I'm getting so much value. But I kind of like them. I like Maryland a little bit in this game. But uh, yeah, this is another uh, good betting game so far. Tough one. This kind of last week mirrored last season, right? Same thing uh, uh, against the Buckeyes. Great first half. In fact, I think last year they had a lead. This year they were tied. Um, it's hard to believe they didn't cover Jeff, but. The, I think there'll be uh, I think there'll be some uh, some Maryland money either overnight. Yeah. Don't forget here at South Point, twenty four hour book, not just with the app, but uh, live action as well. So I, I suspect there'll be some Terrapin money showing. Maryland again, thirteen and a half point favorites in that one Big Ten matchup. 
3.30 Eastern, local time in College Park. To uh, the ACC next, uh, Duke, three-point favorites against NC State. Uh, of course, Riley Leonard not going to play with that injury that he suffered at the end of the Notre Dame yeah. game. Uh, but right now, this is – there you go. There's one of those three togglers. There's yeah. togglers, three and a half, three here. We just went back to three and a half. There you go. You just don't want – anything but Duke by three is okay. Yeah, a lot of business on this game. You know, I, I don't know what uh, how much Leonard's going to mean in a game like this. I don't know. But I do think this this number should be higher. And I'm I'm not too much aware of the uh, backup quarterback. But I do know D- Duke is a program that's been building – I know they kind of want to be the Stanford of the ACC, not Stanford of today, but Stanford when they had Andrew Luck and things like that. And I think they have a chance to do that. They are in the South, and you know the academic standards are pretty high. But still, I think they have a chance to uh, to really make a mark uh, in college football, and I think that they are pointed in the right direction. I think his number's a little bit cheap. Yeah, two-way action. Uh, Chris, you hit on the head. You know, just again, you don't want the favorite to win the game by three to where we refund all the uh, uh, the home team on three and uh, and pay the, the underdog at three and a half. But uh, again, overall, two-way action, good betting game. I got news for you. I got another one of these toddlers next. And here you go. Here we go. Yeah. We back to back. 131, 132, A&M at Tennessee. Texas A&M, boy, what a... Oh, Jimbo, not good. Not good at the end of the end of the game. I think his week. record's the same, or maybe worse than Sumlin's when yeah. he got fired. Yeah, yeah. It, it's worse right now yeah. than when Sumlin got canned. And gonna have to start winning some of these games against these better teams if uh, you don't want this to be totally uh, he embarrassing. Have a, well, he has the lifetime contract. I was just going to say, now. right? Yeah, uh, he, he, all the money's guaranteed. He's got the greatest uh, agent in the history of agents. Uh, nice. No arguing that. But they go to Knoxville, Neyland Stadium for this one. Tennessee's a three-point favorite. This has toggled between three and a half and three, back to three now. Yep. Total's 54 and a half. Uh, I, already, uh, I already laid three with Tennessee. I, I just think they're a better football team, and their offense has figured it out. I think when you look at this game, too, uh, you, you wonder about A&M's psyche, right? Especially you know, every year, it seems that Alabama, you know, kind of, Ruins ruins their their yeah. position ruins their, their entire season. So you wonder how they're going to rebound here in in what's going to be a, a terrific uh, environment for the for the home t- uh, home team. But it's the same thing as last game. Uh, we talked about it. You know, two way action again, hoping that uh, uh, that the game uh, the game does not fall three uh, in in favor of the Vols here, right, Chris? Yeah, you know, I made the number four, so I don't really have a strong opinion on this game at all. But I tell you, it's something you just have to kind of watch out for. I knew Tennessee was going to be down a little bit this year. They lost a lot from last year. And, you know, last year they jumped up pretty good. And I think that's another team, you know, you're they're ascending the ladder. And it's just not a straight climb. You go up and down and up and down. But they're, I think they're, you know, on the right trajectory. Uh, but you have to worry about a team like A&M. You know, they were... You know, I said that about the Cowboys a while. They're the best team every June. Well, it's kind of the same thing with uh, Texas A&M. Every June, they're going to challenge for a national championship. Mm-hmm. At some point, do these kids quit on the coach? You know, and I don't know the answer to that, and I'm not saying they will or they have or anything like that, but you have to kind of watch out for that because uh, I think right now, uh, you know, are they a good team? Yeah, they're a good team, but are they disappointing? Yes, they're very disappointing, and I think those kids – understand that they they have disappointed their fans and themselves yeah definitely been a disappointment yet again i didn't buy the hype this year just one of those show me please like at some point you gotta produce and they just haven't under uh 
under Jimbo, and again, greatest contract ever for Jimbo. He's not going anywhere. I think it's ninety four, million, if I remember correctly. More than that now, yeah. It? What's it? Four, four, fourth or fifth year? At least fourth, maybe fifth. Year four. Uh, these are all his. That's just it. It's all, no, oh, they're his kids. Yeah, they're his, his guys, kids yeah. for two I mean, years. That's it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to the Seminoles and the Orange. Boy, it is. Reality has slapped Syracuse in the face pretty quickly. Hello, yeah. schedule. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse pummeled by Clemson two weeks ago, mm-hmm. even worse pummeled last week by UNC. Now they go on the road to Tallahassee, so it's not getting any easier for Edo Babers and company. Chris, 18 to 17 and a half, now 18 and a half as we sit right now. Yeah, again, I, I don't have any opinion on this game, but I can tell you I'm doing great business on this yeah. one. A lot of opinions, which I love. Um I don't have a strong one. Any anywhere the uh, betters want to take us, I'll be okay with. It's an early start. We should uh, should be one of those games that gives us a nice little head up on the uh, on the day for tomorrow. Should be a good game. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you know, I made my I made four, you know nineteen. You know, that's again the numbers right there. But uh, I don't know. I think Syracuse can score, and I think maybe the back door is going to be open a little bit for them. So uh, I don't know. I, that, but this should be a fun game to watch. Did uh, dip below the uh, 18 opener just for a bit, but now uh, up to 18 and a half. And by the way, in, in real time, uh, we just went to 54 on the total, which is right. down yeah. a couple of points uh, off of the uh, the opener. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm with Chris. I'm very fat. I'm fascinated to see this game has had as much opinion as it has. I have no idea on this number, even at the bigger number for Syracuse. I want to yeah, know. Because, you know, Florida State's been up and down, too. And that, that's another team. I mean, I still think they have a chance to win a national championship, but they have shown to be very flawed, like like pretty much everyone on the college football landscape. 100% wide open. It really has is. been this I wide wish, open in a long time. I wish we football. had a 12 game playoff. First of all, I wish we had a 16 game playoff, but that's another. 12 would be beautiful. 12 would be year. great this year. Yeah. Florida State, I mean, Florida State's going to be favored in every game the rest of the way, including the ACC title mm-hmm. game. They have a, a grasp on one of those yeah. four college football playoff spots. If they go thirteen and zero, I would be shocked if they are left out. Especially, uh, they would deserve. Yeah, they it would, depends they would deserve. on who else was in there, but I would be su- yeah, very it, surprised. It would be very surprising. It would take it would take a lot to leave a thirteen and zero Florida State team out. It would probably mm-hmm. mean Georgia, Michigan, or Ohio State, or Penn State for that yeah. matter. The Pac twelve champion and Oklahoma all going thirteen and zero to KO Florida State. That Oklahoma 13 though is not happening. I feel pretty confident on saying that, yeah. even with the win loss. Well, I'll tell you what, and I love the Pac-12. I think there's some great football out there, but it's going to be tough to go 12 and 0 in that 100%. conference. 100. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And, we're, we're, and we'll get to one we'll get, of the reasons why in a few minutes. We'll get to an unbelievable game in Seattle yeah. a little later. All right, Chris, I want to put these games together <laughs> because you and I talked about this before yeah. the show, and I'm a little surprised at this. Yeah, so am I. Three SEC East games this week. Missouri at Kentucky, which could still be the battle for second in the SEC East. Kentucky's two and a half. Florida at South Carolina. South Carolina's two. And then the Georgia Bulldogs, all the way at the bottom of the card, are 32-point favorites in Nashville this week against Vanderbilt. And Chris, you have nothing here. You know, I told you before the show, I'm charting just like a couple dime bets. You know what I mean? I want a little significance in some way or another. I got nothing on any of these three games. And, you know, I mean, listen, George, I can understand. You don't want to lay a big number, you know. Sweating Vandy plus 32. But the other two games are really good games. Yeah. We're talking about two, two and a half point spreads. It should be, they're telling you right there, it should be exciting football. But I got no business on them at all. 
I mean, and you know, Kentucky with their first loss, right, and convincingly against against Georgia. By the way, you know, everybody was waiting when yeah. we'd see Georgia or the Georgia that was expected, and and we did see them. Um, but so Missouri as well, right, Jeff? I mean, these are two two teams with only one loss. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they rebound, right, from uh, you know from from recent losses here. Uh, more movement on the total, though, to Chris's point. Total mm. open 52 and a half, 53. It's, it's down a, a couple, couple uh, two and a half points. So, uh, actually, uh, the number, the number's right there uh, where it started at two mm. and a half. Cats favored. Yeah, I, I have no feel for any of those three. The mm-hmm. only thing in those games that I somewhat like is I, is the total in Florida and, and, and South Carolina. 50 and a half. Yeah, I, I liked it over 50. It was 50 for about a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the only thing that stands out. And there are, again, as you mentioned, Chris, there are much better ways to spend your Saturday evening than sweating out the Commodores getting all those <laughs> points against Oh, Georgia. yeah. I, you, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you want know, that clock to keep running. Just keep going. Yeah, Let's keep go. Keep running. Stop the, stop the game at 17 nothing midway yeah. through the second quarter on that one. Don't uh, watch. Yeah. No, that <laughs> don't look. That is a 100%. I'll check the score after the yeah. game if I would take Vandy in that one. All right. Michigan's back in action, and they are gigantic favorites this week in conference play against the Hoosiers of Indiana. But, Chris, they have taken the Hoosiers in this one from 34 down to 33. And, again, I love this. 33-point favorites, 46 total. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so when they, they took the 34 off me, and ordinarily, I move games like at a point. Eh, you know, in my brilliance, I only moved at half a point. <laughs> so they took the 33 and a half as well. So, uh, you know, right now, I'm, uh, I'm a Michigan fan tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, it, it, is, it is one of those funny games. Boy, I wish I, I, I did the potential scores, and I have that one. Oh, where am I? Where am I? Yeah, I have it uh, 39 to six and a half is the way my numbers <laughs> come up. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's if the extra point yeah. only goes halfway. It's the crossbar. 39 to six and a half is what I got. <laughs> so, yeah. Counts as a half. That's great. That's Australian rules football, <laughs> Vinny. Right. Come on. They got in a raincoat. <laughs> I love that guy. By, oh, by the it. way, uh, just real, real quick on these, uh, these you have your props, of course, for yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah, good, Mi- good Mi- lead in, Jeff. Michigan is the short shot to score the first touchdown in the nine a.m. Pacific slate. Them in yeah. Georgia, uh, five to one. And as always, I just have to say this: you have to, you have to. Time of game, yeah, not yes. time of day. Not time of day does not matter. That if Michigan scored their touchdown at at ten eleven, <laughs> and Iowa State somehow at sixty to one scores their touchdown. At uh at at seven past, if Michigan does it quicker in the game, it's Michigan guys. Yeah, just remember that. Time on the clock. I, I I want you to know that I'm glad that you mentioned it as well because inevitably every week there's at least one person at that least. comes up with. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the an, time it is? It was nine oh six. It was nine oh six. Yeah, I I get that. I get it. That's yeah. good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Is that digital or is Naval <laughs> Observatory time? What do you got there? That's By the way, Vandy the long shot two hundred to one this week. Yeah. So you better hope for a kickoff return. <laughs> I will. I will tell. I will tell you this: hundred to one on Purdue. There are worse one hundred one one hundred to one bets to be made. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Well, they nailed me a couple weeks ago with Rutgers at yes, two hundred to one. Yeah. You, know, you have thought that guy won the lottery. I yeah, basically he, yeah. did, though. 
<laughs> he had a twenty dollar bet. He was, ha- he, and I think it was. I, I want to say, bet like thirty. Oh, Frank should be here. I think the guy bet thirteen dollars. Oh, there we yeah. go. <laughs> like he hit the lottery. I, I think that's what. Yeah, I hear Ann back there laughing. Yeah, I think that's he what he bet. Thirteen dollars. Jump great. He knew what he knew what what it meant. He knew. Yo, he, he knew what it meant. Yeah, he was a smart guy. He was smartest <laughs> of everybody. Time of game. Oh man! All right, let's go another nine a.m. And I mentioned Iowa State, and here they are: Iowa State at Cincinnati. Hey, this is your Big Twelve conference game, guys. Of course, uh, yeah. as everyone intended. Uh, Cincinnati opened five down to four and a half. The total is what's been hit here, and that is not a shock with the way that Iowa State's defense has played, except for that game against mm-hmm. OU. Forty-five down to forty-two and a half in this one. Yeah, I'm running the game four and a half. I got bet pretty strong on the dog. I think the total coming down probably had a lot to do with the handicap. Um, you know, again, I made the number a little bit higher. I made it six, you know, but we're not, you know, you got to move with your business. I'm at four and a half. Uh, I see pretty much a blank at five. So I'm yeah. the only four and a half out there. I'm looking for a bet on the favorite. So um, you know, if you do like Cincinnati, this is the place to come. So I could use a play on them. Yeah, forty-two and a half. You mentioned the defense, Jeff, but a couple of weeks ago, right? Too, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago where one of the, you know, it turned into a a higher scoring affair. Not, uh, not well, it was the the yeah. Iowa State Oklahoma State yeah. game that and had the just, total in the mid thirties ended up at sixty-one. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it was like you know by before halftime, it was yeah. you were like you were cruising. So every now and then, it, it it does surprise you. But I think until there's some consistency there. Uh, with with that offense, we'll, we'll continue to see under money. I, I will say this: I'm a little bit surprised. I, just obviously with the way that Cincinnati has been power rated so far mm-hmm. this year, I, I don't. I really don't think they're a good football team. I thought Houston's the only one in that conference who is worse than them, despite what happened last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit surprised to see this number out there. Even your market low four and a half with the rest of it five. I'm a little mm-hmm. surprised. Which probably means Cincinnati wins this game by two touchdowns. All right. <laughs> but uh, regardless, I, I, I have, I mean, the Bearcats, other, their best win, they beat Pitt. It's been clear that Pitt is not oh, any good man. this year. Yeah. So, talk about a team with quarterback problems. Oh, wow. goodness. Wow. Yeah. I, I kind of yeah. stunned at how bad Jerkovic has, has been so far this year. Incredibly bad. Yeah. Incredibly bad. A school like Pitt couldn't get a better quarterback. Uh, but what's Ohio, What's Iowa State, though? You know, Jeff? No, I, I mean, I, that's you know, true. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it, you're, to me, Iowa State is. In that middle of the Big 12, where yeah. there are, look, Texas, Oklahoma, those teams are really good. Yeah. Kansas with a healthy Jalen Daniels, mm-hmm. they're a legitimate top 20 mm-hmm. team in the country. Mm-hmm. With Bean, they're probably in from that 25 yeah. to 35. K State's pretty legit. K State, even though they had a really ugly loss a week ago, they have, yeah. Still a pretty darn good team and a well coached team. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of mediocrity yeah. in that league after those top four this year. Yeah. I don't care West Virginia was 2-0 at conference. That team not any good either. Somebody pointed out, when we look back at TCU playing in the championship, and forget the score, because, I mean, they deserve to be in the final. They deserve it. But what an aberration that's going to be for that school, because, I mean, they've been Mm -hmm. 6-6, 6-6. All of a sudden, they're in the national championship, and they're back to being that same kind of a mediocre team this year. That program has had two massive aberrations. Because, of course, they had that Rose Bowl win right, against right. Wisconsin with Andy Dalton, at quarterback. Right. And then they have that last year where they're somehow in the national championship game yeah. despite being about the 10th best team in the country. But yep. they earned it last year. They no, won they all the most games. No. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they played they horribly in the game, but they still earned, yeah, they earned their shot of being there. They deserve to be there. Now, Absolutely. 
different in competition, obviously, yeah. with Georgia. But, hey, Georgia was best, so much better than everyone else last yeah. year. Bears watching long-term because, again, we talked about Iowa State and Oklahoma State, for example. Uh, some teams are being negatively impacted by the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the conference, uh, and you know, obviously a reforming mm-hmm. of of uh, of the Big Twelve too. It's going to be interesting to see what type of recruits and how the transfer portal is going to work for not only these two uh, schools that we're talking about, but uh, really uh, the remainder of the conference. Bears watching long term. Yeah, that's really interesting. I really thought when A and M joined the the SEC, mm-hmm. I thought, boy, they are you know, and I fell for it. You know, they got the right coach. They're going. You get to recruit Texas kids mm-hmm. to go play in the SEC. I mean, that's you're playing with a winning hand right there, and they've been nothing but disappointed. No, you know, so you, we, you know, you just don't know how this stuff's going to turn out. You know, it's it's going to be so interesting. You know, and and you know, I am a traditionalist in a lot of ways, but I'm also into interesting. And this is going to be interesting with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Yep. It's going to be interesting to have UCLA and USC in the Big Ten. And Oregon-Washington. And Oregon-Washington, too. Yeah. All this is interesting, and I like interesting, but I, you know, I'm kind of weighing the two things. I like tradition, but I like interesting. But but it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm just a big fan of being able to say Rutgers and UCLA is a conference game. I mean, that's just great to me. I mean, yeah, to throw yeah. out throw right. out the record books. Oh, for those no two, doubt. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I will nice say, road trip. I will say with the, with the Big Twelve because you bring up a really good point. Like everyone is seeming because of the Big Ten expansion and the Pac-12 yeah. disintegrating. It's you've been all the eyeballs have been on the teams going to the Big Ten. You think Utah's style is going to give teams fits in the Big 12? Absolutely. Sure. That's going to be a really difficult team for those higher yeah. flying offensive teams to play yeah. against. Uh, was, so that I remember being out of goes there. So I was on a podcast. And I think I was talking about Iowa State. This is, you know, this is years. I think when Campbell was really good. And yeah. I said, well, they got the best. They got the best defense in the Big 12, which is kind of like being the valedictorian of summer school. Oh. <laughs> And I stole that line from somebody. I can't remember line. who, you know, but it was a great line. You don't but remember it, who you stole it from? Take credit for it then. <laughs> you got it. Uh, I mean, it. it's not like he copyrighted it or anything, you know. Well, speaking of a, a potential valedictorian of summer school, uh, Mario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes mm. uh, on oh. the road in Chapel Hill this week. Yeah. Yeah. After Phi Beta Kappa. Absolutely, un- <laughs> absolutely unfathomably. Blowing that game to Georgia Tech last week because of the refusal to just sit on the ball. They fumble. Georgia Tech goes 70 yards in 18 seconds. Somehow wins that game as a three-touchdown dog. And now Miami gets the reward of playing Drake May this week. But, Chris, the folks have been betting Miami here in this game. on Miami. From four to three on this one. You know, in the beginning of the year, and Vinny and I were kind of going over our numbers, our power ratings, and, all that, and we, I, you know, I can't remember exactly what Vinny said, but I remember saying that there was a lot of talent on this Miami team. Oh, I remember yeah. saying, I don't like Crystal Ball. But I think Vinny may have pointed out, you know, they actually have some pretty good assistant coaches. Hmm? Well, I don't know where they were last week. Didn't but, help you know, that. <laughs> you know, they were ignored. <laughs> yeah, they might have had uh, Completely ignored. They might have had tape over their mouths or something. But I, I I still think everything we said about that is true. There's a lot of talent. I don't like Cristo Ball. I you know, I don't know that much about the 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 assistant coaches to to make a strong valuation one way or the other. 
But I, you know, I don't know. But I, I'm, I am surprised the money's showing on Miami. There, there's, there's no doubt it is. Though. I, I don't know how college kids can recover, even though it wasn't their fault. I know. It, I don't know how you Here, recover from that. You, you hit a key point, in my opinion. Now, when, when the quarterback, listen, look, credit the players for coming out to, to. You know, it's usually the other way around when you think about when something bizarre happens. Yeah. Let's say a, a, a quarterback, you know. Throws a late intercept or fumbles the ball, whatever. You know, in, in this case, it's usually the coach that comes to the to the aid of the player. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the players yeah. coming to the aid of the coaches and the coaching, the head coach. And you're sitting. There, Wait a second. You wonder the psyche of this team. Personally, I think there's going to be North Carolina money tomorrow. We got mm-hmm. we're down to three, open four. I I would be a surprise. Again, I'm not saying that they're going to win. Who's going to win the game? We don't. We're not in the prediction business, uh, Chris, Jimmy, and I. But. Uh, I, I have to believe that there'll be some support for North Carolina here. What bears watching is how Miami recovers from this, uh, or from what happened last week uh, uh, psychologically. How do you address a team if you're Crystal Ball? I, I, I don't mean, know. Whether I, it's I really Sunday don't. morning, Monday morning, whenever your next team meeting is, I'm how do you how do you address them? I mean, it was just such a it's screw horrible. up. You know I mean, one of the worst. Yeah. Worst things of malpractice you're ever going to see from a co- from any coach at any level. And yeah. Cost them yeah. a game in the end and. Again, Drake May is awesome. We saw yeah. it again last week. He sure just torched perfect. Syracuse's defense. Him and Caleb Williams are going one two in the draft. Uh more likely than not, unless if the mm-hmm. Bears own that second pick and go Williams and Harrison Jr. Yeah. Uh but hey, boy, what a player Drake May is, and I expect them to have his way. Uh mostly because I don't think Miami recovers from what happened last week. I, I just don't I see made how the you number gonna... six, you know. Yeah. So I mean that's there you go. You know, right yeah, now, I'm leaning that way. Right know. now, three. On UNC. All right, Chris, you and I, I brought this up, this game before the show, <laughs> and you said it was the biggest action game of the week. Yeah. And as we all expected, <laughs> in week seven of college football, the biggest action game of the week here at the South Point is Georgia Southern at James Madison. Notre Dame, USC. Yeah, yeah, Washington, Oregon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From- Jeff, you know, you, you wanted to pass over this game. I said, whoa. No, I can't. I second. couldn't do it. <laughs> what were you thinking, Jeff? You you, you, you have to change glasses. I, I have so to put important. on it because I got so many notes. I mean, I'm trying to read all might my need notes its own this segment. Game. This game might need its own segment. You know, <laughs> its own show. I can't even read all my own writing. They laid, okay, the James Madison, they laid me four all the way up to six and a half. Mm-hmm. Georgia Southern, they took six all the way down to four. I mean, this is like every step of the way. I got business, business, business. This is crazy. It is on ESPN2. Okay. All right. Why is yeah. it not? Can, seems we like get, a, can we get it flexed out from 9 a.m., yeah, Chris? seems like there's a lot of 9 a.m. competition in that window. Well, you know, and where am I at with this game right six, now? You're at six. Six right I'm now. I'm at six. I, I mean, six. It, it, you know, you look at this game. I mean, how am I doing so much business on this game? But it's it's just incredible. You know, I'll tell you what, though. This year, it seems like there's a lot of opinions on James Madison one way or the other. Four, and this is a prime example, for and against. And I just... Uh, Right now, well, I don't think it has more money than the Notre Dame or the Washington game, but it's probably my third highest betted bet game. This Crazy, week. but it, again, but yeah. this can happen though. That's what well, a lot of people were. That's what the number is yeah, for to, exactly. to stimulate action, you know. But boy, I've, I, I was, I'm stunned that, that you know, and what, and I made the number four. Yeah. So it's not like I made it thirteen or the other side the favorite, you know. So I mean, I thought four was like okay, you know, six, six to four in a 
college game isn't that big of a difference, no. you know. But uh, the the action on this game has just been unbelievable. Uh, not surprising. I think a little uh, support to the over or almost not uh, almost at that. sixty. So I think uh, that'll continue to climb. You know, typically a game like this would be more professional money, right, Chris? Yeah. I know. And, no, and I, it, there's and, some big play here, and 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 it is for the most part. But you know, as we get further along into this. Uh, expansion of sports betting and everything. People realize that there's an opportunity for these, these types of games. These, you know, non again, not your your traditional powerhouses, non premium games to, to get yeah. involved. And and again, uh, uh, here you have a nine o'clock game that's one of the highest handled games of the year. Oh, and by the way, it's not uh, uh, one of the games you would think, and not one no. of the, uh, the Power Five conference. No, Jeff was going right over the game. You don't have anything on this. Oh, right? I, I, I just said, brought it up. It's like, oh, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> we were in the studio before. I said, wait a second. Let's go to the office, and I got to say, we're get behind that computer a little bit. There'll be some surprises, and sure enough. But, you know, that, it, it is right? funny. Seriously, yeah. you know, you get guys say, well, that's, that's you know, I don't know. That's a terrible game. Really? Terrible game? Put some money on it and see how terrible it is. And right. gonna, you know, see if you want to start watching it. You know, I you know. actually am excited for that one because those are two good teams. It in is. That two, two, good, and, two good teams in the non-power fives. You know, good. It would be exciting to watch. And I'm on the side. I like James Madison. I, oh, like Madison. You have a, you have, I don't have anything on that game. Yeah. I, I, th I, thought, I actually think Chris's four, four and a half is about right. But the fact that that game has been steamed like it has the six, I'm staying away. Yeah. Staying away completely. Uh, one I do have a bet on, though, Ohio State at Purdue. The mm -hmm. boy, the last time Ohio State played in West Lafayette, it was a Saturday night in 2018, and Purdue beat them by 29 points. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I remember no that. One, oh, of wow. course, no one in that game is still yeah. there. Yeah. Neither the coach, not even. Only the memory. Not even the head coach for Purdue is obviously there. But, I, you know, Ohio State, Chris, I know a few weeks ago you had Ohio State number one in your yeah. power ratings. Something just seems off with them. And it's strange to say with a team that's undefeated with arguably the best win in all of college football this, this year at Notre Dame, the way it happened. They were open 20. The betters have taken Purdue down to 18 and a half on yeah. this one. I got 19 and a half early in the week. I didn't get to 20. Yeah. But I, I, I sleepy potential sleepy spot here for Ohio State with Penn State looming. Yeah, another one of those uh, 9 a.m. games, you know, that uh... – in that early window, it's going to be a, it's going to be an exciting start to the day tomorrow. You know, Jeff, I, I don't know what to tell you. I made the number nineteen. You yeah, know, it's like right there, it's right on it. But I kind of agree with what you say. And when I said I had them top rated, I had so many teams like within so this much, this much. And what, whenever I said, I think Ohio State had just come off that Notre Dame win. They did have a big win, um, but I, I'm kind of with you. I understand where you're coming from. That, that they have not looked. Great, you know, and you know, again, when we were looking at our numbers early in yep. the year, Vinny and I both said they're going to be really good, but they're just they're not as good as they've been the last couple of years. They're not as good as Michigan, also, which I think is one thing yeah, that it's the quarterback. The, the difference is the quarterback position, a hundred percent, right? So, in, in especially when you're when you're comparing them uh, to Michigan, um, and you mentioned the game, that, right? Is it a, is it a look ahead spot? And again, remember, I always say that. You know, college teams tend to look ahead. Uh, there are more look-ahead spots for college teams psychologically than pro teams, although pro teams do let down, case in point, you know, Cowboys a couple of weeks back mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in Phoenix. But in this game here, I think what, you know, what, what I've, the adjustments that uh, I've made for Ohio State, there's been some consistency. Their defense is 
really won some games for them. Um, they've got enough offense. They've got the quarterback is getting more experience, and you know here we are halfway through the season. So we kept, we 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 said. When are we going to see the Michigan we expected? We saw it a couple of weeks ago. When are we going to see the Georgia we expected? Uh, and we saw it last week. I don't know if this is a game where uh, Ohio State you know, breaks out or anything, but uh, uh, certainly here it would be difficult to lay almost three touchdowns, uh, you know, given, uh, given the spot for sure. By the way, I looked at my ratings. I have Michigan one point better than Ohio State. Georgia back at the number one spot after last week. Yeah, um, let me let me double check. I think I, I personally think I have did. Michigan. Uh, Michigan ahead of Georgia. I got Michigan. I got Georgia one point better than Michigan. So okay. tight, I mean, it's tight, all tight. right there. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. There, there are yeah. a lot of teams that are right in that mix. Yeah, I mean, it, if and when we get to the playoffs with those teams involved, we're going to have to look a lot at injuries and yeah, you know, some things like that to see, uh, and, you know, just. Uh, you know where where it stands, but it's going to be all very tight. I love Chris's point because if the playoffs were now, remember in recent years we've had some pretty big numbers on the Final Four, sure. right? I don't yeah. the, right now when you look at two, you know, three at most, Michigan, in a lot of these games, Ohio yeah. State. We're talking about look at Alabama has played themselves right back into the mix. Oklahoma, yeah. don't overlook you know, Georgia, and Penn either. State, and by the way, this game we're going to talk about and and uh, you know on. Uh, uh, in about Lake, 30 Lake, seconds. Lake Washington yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, is going to have something to say about it. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I think uh, those two teams are as yeah. good as anybody. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will, before we get to that Washington uh, Oregon game, real quick, uh, the Mountain West collection there, Chris, the Mountain West collection this week includes mm-hmm. San Jose State, New Mexico, Wyoming, and Air Force, which is an, an That's important a good game. game. That's a good game. In that conference, Colorado State host, hosting Boise. And then the battle for the Fremont Cannon. The big one. In uh, yeah. Reno, yeah. Uh, Nevada, hosting oh. uh, UNLV. Uh, Barry Odom has done one of the better coaching jobs in America so far this year with that Rebel team on the cusp of a bowl Absolutely. Game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's done a great job. So, any Anything of note on any of those, really? Yeah, I have really good two-way action on the Nevada game. Um, uh, the... Uh, Air Force game, I'm running a little high. I opened it high. I like Air Force in the game. It's kind of come up to my number. Uh, I did, you know, Air Force, I got to say this. I mean, I, I'm going back 30 years, maybe even more. When you watch Air Force play football, my first thought is, man, I'm glad these are the guys defending the country. They play hard. Mm-hmm. They And they've been outclassed, you know, physically in a lot of ways. But they are, that, that yeah. for 30, 40 years, that's always the guttiest team out there. And like I said, I'm glad they're the ones flying those planes and defending the country. Air Force with a legitimate shot at 13-0 and here this year. Legitimate shot. Yeah. They'll have to go to the blue turf the final week of the regular yeah. season. I think I lowered them to win the national championship. Not that they're going to get they're an They're not going to get in the playoffs. But. but, you know, but I mean, they're going to be, yeah, I think you're, I think they got a shot. I mean, they, they can run the football, yeah. period. They now, can look, do that. that. This would have been a year for a 12 teamer. They would be yeah. in. They yeah. would be in at the 12 team playoffs. Right? Possession sure. game. I mean, yeah. It, you know, we I, I, I mentioned earlier about the, you know, Bears watching long term. I mean, again, not just this year, but into next year. And, uh, next couple of years with the uh, the Big Twelve. Let's watch this this uh, uh, Mountain West. How it's going to play out. Yeah. Who's going to get added? And uh, Oregon how the, State and Wazoo probably coming. And in. probably. Yeah. And you mentioned Odom. Uh, look now, you and all these are. This is a better place to get recruited to now. You know, remember, especially for years, right? The recruits would come in. Of course, the plane was 
deliberately flown over the strip at night and look at that, that. Oh, by the way, where's where? Hey, where's the you know? Here's the campus right off the yeah. strip. Hey, where's the field? Um, we're gonna go. You know, yeah. forty five, twenty five, way out yonder. Out, yeah, out to Sandboard Stadium. Ooh, wait a minute. Now you're playing now where you're playing the Raiders play. Yeah. On, you know, on Las Vegas Boulevard. And look, I, I was around Barry Odom in his tenure at Missouri. That was my yeah. beat. I was a radio guy in Columbia, Missouri while Barry was there. He can coach. It's just that he wasn't ready for that Missouri job at that point in his right. career. And now with more experience under his belt and, quite frankly, in a conference that's a lot weaker than the SEC, as we know, sure. it's a great spot for Barry, and be interesting to see if he sticks around at UNLV or yeah. jettisons off to a Power Five job. I think we got an in for tickets. He'll <laughs> <laughs> recognize yeah. my voice. I don't yeah. know if he'll be happy with help me. Us all he tickets. Me, well, but... you have to be honest. Yeah, yeah. you have to do that. <laughs> but I, you know, we we made the number in the I think in the games of the year. I think we made UNLV a two point favorite. Yeah, we did. And, and way uh, it's eight and, and a half, even yeah. though it's come down this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think right, my number was 11. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that, your number's more close to right, yeah. personally. Oh, you're saying you like my number better. You're one yeah, of those. I, okay. I guess. Yeah. Bingo sure card. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Game of the week in college football in Seattle, Washington, Oregon. Uh, the folks have come in and bet Washington over the last uh, last few hours here, Chris. Back to three and a half where you opened here. You know, this is a toggler. Yeah. Three, three and a half, three, three and a half, three, three and a half. And, uh, you know, this is one of those games, you know, we have the ties win parlay card. And, you know, I don't shy away from the threes. If I think the three is the right number, we'll put, and we'll get to the pros a little later too. I got a couple of threes on there. And I know some guys, and I, we, we were one of the few people that put out the ties win card. And I remember uh, there was some guy, mention this off the air, Vinny, <laughs> some other guy that you and I both know. Put out a ties win card. Every number was two, five, eight. You know, like okay. So you know, it's no. There's not going to be any ties. Is what you're looking for a preponderance of two point conversions. Yeah, right. Uh, And this was you know twenty, thirty years ago. But you know, if three's the right number, that's what we put it on. You know, three. I got a three on this game. Yeah. So ties win card. You lay two and a half, take three and a half. Um, but this is a great betting game, Jeff. I and when they kick off. You know, I really, I kind of like both schools. I've been to both camp. You know, I wear the shirts. I got a yeah. Washington shirt. I got an Oregon shirt. You know, I, I love both campuses. I think they're great. I love both programs. Uh, you know, they're, I think either one of these teams that wins, I hope goes on to win Pac-12. the Pac-12 with an undefeated record. I'm not sure they can because there's a lot of tough games down the road. I, I you know. Oregon's going to play Oregon State. That's always a tough game. Civil War, yeah. Washington playing Washington State. And that's not to mention USC and the UCLA and Utahs and all those other teams that are out there. But I hope they go undefeated, and I hope they get into the playoffs. For, for the purposes of a playoff team, the Pac-12 would probably benefit from Oregon springing the upset here because the schedule for Oregon, difficult, but more manageable really? than what Washington – Oregon hosts Wazoo on the road at Utah. Utah's no quarterback unless if Rising comes back. Well, yeah. he might be back by then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cal okay. will beat Cal. They get USC at Odson. That's a, That's a game that Oregon should will win. be favored in and should win. Yeah. At the Sun Devils, they'll win that okay. game. And then they get the, the Civil War at home. At home, yeah. So but that, boy, that, Oregon State's a good team. They are really that, good. That's good. Wa- Washington has a trip to the Coliseum and a trip to Corvallis left. Yeah. Along with the Apple Cup and yeah. Utah, they're both difficult yeah, schedules. Wow, Chris. that's a, wow. <laughs> yeah. Give me that one again. That is 
so they, after this week, they get Arizona State and Stanford. They'll win uh, okay. those. Okay. Their last four, at USC, Utah, at Oregon State, Wazoo. Brutal. That's a tough Brutal run. Good games. That's a tough run. Well, they, will tell you fa- what. they will be favored in three or four of I'll them. I'll tell you what, though. If if they win that, those if they if they beat Oregon and finish undefeated. They're in a number one seed potential. I, I, they I was going to say, yeah. they have a legitimate argument to say we are the best team in the country going into the playoffs, yeah. which, again, will determine. Yeah. You know, th- for for a long time, you know, we, we talk about the, you know, the, the SEC and the Big Ten. And, and these when we're looking at the, these games here in the, in the Pac-12, they're fun games to, uh, to watch. They're fun games to bet for folks. But they're fun games to book. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it really these. Yeah, I, this game here again, positioned nicely right in the middle of the day. Going to be one of the higher handle games. Everybody's going to get involved oh, yeah. one way or the other, and, and particularly not just on straight bets, but in multi leg action. Chris mentioned the parlay cards, especially you know when you got a, a, a several varieties of parlay cards, including the, uh, the ties win here at South Point. So um, look again, uh, three three and a half. It's uh, they're laying a three with the. Uh, uh, the Huskies and taking three and a half with the Ducks. It's a great. Uh, it's a great game uh, uh, for everybody, both sides of the counter. <laughs> it's the game I've been looking forward to for yeah. a few weeks now with Oregon and Washington, we t- and and uh, we should have a great one. Is is Jimmy going to join us or did Jimmy, he just? Where are you going, John? John. Where are you going? Come on, come on. We haven't got. We have your microphone set yeah, up. Yeah, we got everything set, set up. up right Come on. And you're the only one that has, doesn't have to Take wait for ticket. a break. You, you, go. Take go the ahead. ticket. There you go. There we go. Look Jimmy, at him go. Oh, look at that. Oh, 78. He can still move. Wow. He can still move. Oh, my let's God. Go, let's go. What are you going to do? He ran Chris up. told me earlier he, he, had, ran a lot of, he had a lot of towards the end. Yeah, slider. Slider. Right close. We're doing this in the pitch. He ran a 444. There we go. I'm going to move you over a little bit here, Jimmy. There we go. Wow. That was Bob Hayes. That was Bob Hayes on that. You bullet. Bullet Vaccaro. Jeff's never heard of Bob Hayes. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, Velocity yes. Vaccaro. There you go. Go ahead. What do you have there? I have a nice ticket. It says uh, Memphis plus five for $21,000. But the thing I wanted to say, I was talking to Chris earlier, uh, it was all the other side money for like the last day and a half, and all of a sudden we took the uh, the big play on this. I think we opened the other side three, and then uh, the guy took five. So he didn't take a bad number, that's for that's sure. Good number. There you go. Very Where good, that Jeff. guy mentioned... Uh, Last week came in. I think he bet us one hundred twenty thousand. I think he only bet us one hundred eight thousand this week. <laughs> what happened? Where did the other money go? I don't know. <laughs> I saw him, uh, maybe we beat him out of twelve. I, I don't know. I saw him last night, and it was on the twenty-one table. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Before oh, we guy, was he really? God bless. Before we forget, you know, you got. I got to say this because it was our humble beginnings here. We had Michael Gaughan who was sitting in the sports book, obviously, and the owner of the casino. And I remember when me and Chris uh, and then Vincennes jumped on board also. It was like it ended up working with the, with the crew. But a long, long time ago, it was me and Chris, all parlay card money. Like I stood there for about 20 minutes, and there was about uh, five windows open, about 10 people in each line, and they were all betting on the parlay cards. This is what started when me and Chris were running for Michael in a way back in the early 70s. We waited for all day for like the parlay card money. And here it is, my friend, almost 50 years later in the – Tell them how strong the parlor cards are. I don't want to tell everybody how strong they are. Why invest the cards? You know? No, no, no. It's a fair popular, number. Yeah. They're very popular. popular. They're very. Yeah. I, but I did say, and including the Oregon game, I, yeah. ties win. I get it's a three. Mm-hmm. We don't shy away from that. In the uh, in the NFL, one, two, three. I got threes and sevens. 
on you know through five games. You know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't shy away from that. Ties no. come on in and play. If the and, number lands, the number lands. What can and, I do? And the other part of the parlor cards, as I remember vividly in my youth, uh, if you if you go and look in the sports book at the Royal Inn where we all started uh, some close to fifty years ago, you saw ten people in line. You saw seven women in line because they were sent by their husband, boyfriend, or the people they worked for to run in at lunchtime and bet the parlor card. So I remember that we used to sit there and say, wow, what's going on? What's going on? It's like it's a new era. It's a new way of doing business. It's a new thing that people are enjoying. And that was parlor cards. Now, obviously, it's incorporated with everything else that uh, you do, Chris. Well, everything, too. You could just see, you know, the, the, the you know, we were missing, you know, half the population yeah. as far as, you know, potential customers. That has changed dramatically since you and I started all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, just look around. I mean, that, we have a lot of women coming in here yeah. and bet, and not to, they do love football, no doubt. But we, we haven't been in hockey and basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of female customers. We and, got our you know, lives are in action. Yeah. I, you know, and we got a lot of female ticket writers. Chunks, yeah. when we first started, a female ticket writer, that was yeah. like unheard of. That was yeah. crazy. There were female dealers, that just didn't exist. But now this is how the business has changed. The world has changed. And we're in what I would consider a bigger change in the next five years. I mean, things are obviously percolating to some degree. Obviously, all over the country, you you can bet on sports. And, and way back when, it was like, well, you know, sports won't make it because, first of all, there's not enough people who are involved in it. Now, everybody's involved in it. And when we get some more states involved in it, you'll see just another boom and uh, get ready, guys. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I, and I was on a, I was listening to something yesterday. I can't remember what I was listening to. You, oh, might have been Frank. Might have been Frank show. You know, like the least valuable of all the major uh, franchises is the Arizona Coyotes, and that's worth almost a billion dollars. That's the least. They don't even have an arena in there. They don't even have an arena. You know, I mean, that's the least valuable. You know, so I mean, this is, you know, look at Daniel Snyder, who I hated that guy, but look. <laughs> You know, he ruined one of the great franchises in the history of the mm-hmm. NFL. And what was his punishment? Oh, he got six Couple billion dollars. Six billion dollars. That's probably. all. You know. And so, but this is where sports is going. You know, and it's gone. Uh, but we were talking about women being more involved. I'll tell you who I want to reach out to seriously, and you know, I hope you guys all know Amy Trask, who was the president, CEO of the Raiders mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Especially now that we find out Mark Davis, uh, his favorite casino is the South Point. He he eats dinner here two, three, four times a week. And I'm going to reach out to Amy. I'd love to have her on this Let's show. Her on. She has her own podcast now. Mm-hmm. She's on CBS as well. But I'm going to say, Amy, you know, you're, uh, I, she worked for Al. She didn't work for Mark. But I'm going to say, yeah, Mark's here. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd love to have you on the show one time. And if you're ever in town, sure. stop by and say hello. Absolutely. And remember one more thing. The Castaways, the Royal Inn, the Union Plaza, and the Stardust. We were part of the first casinos to get involved with sports books in their casinos. Way back when, when you had hair and yeah. mine was black. <laughs> I already got a hair joke earlier from uh, from uh, Parles here. I got oh, a hair yeah. from you now, too. I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> oh, man. How you been, kid? I'm good. How was your I, weekend? I, I, had a, I had a good weekend last weekend. Okay. Uh, yesterday was not as fun because I lost on the Hail Mary in the college game. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. <laughs> So sincere. Can, can you tell how broken up Jimmy is about that? Wow, I mean, he lost first on the Hail wrote, That's Mary. the first thing Jimmy said this morning. I can't believe that happened to yeah, Jeff. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, here's a good one. Oh, he called it. me last night to say, gee, I, I can't know. believe how Jeff was. 
Can't believe Jeff was on the wrong side of that Hail Mary. Hopefully I can be here today. Let me throw this around. Who invented the Hail Mary pass? Who called it? I'll tell you. It was Roger Staubach to Drew Pearson. And it against was the Minnesota path, Vikings right? in, in, in Metropolitan in Metropolitan Stadium. Stadium. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, wow! Yep, way I mean, back when. Who was the broadcaster that coined it, or was it in the post game press conference? Uh, I, you know that I can't answer, but I do remember the pass. It was Staubach to Pearson. The best announcer ever was Ray Scott. Oh, Ray! It might have been Ray Scott. So, so actually, here you go. He was so, the NFC. Go. So I I got it right here. It was exactly what you said. That Viking Cowboy playoff game wow. at, at, at the old Met in yeah. Minneapolis. What year? 75. Okay. Wow. Um, Roger Staubach to Drew Pearson. Pearson. And Staubach, after the game, said, I closed my eyes and said a Hail Mary. Is that right? Wow. That's no kidding. There you go. Wow. Get that info anywhere that's else. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Wow. You, uh, you probably had the loser. Yeah, me? <laughs> Me? I was. No, I, ahead, I, I, ahead, was I, 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 I can tell you for sure. I was definitely not alone not that one. Well, I can tell you, I was with I my it. uncle Jack. Okay. We had the winner. We had the winner. We had the winner. Yeah. You I didn't was, feel uh, bad, did you? Yo, I. When my some heart of your friends had the other side. Yeah. <laughs> my freshman year of college. Yeah. Wow. It, it didn't help. I, it, was my, it didn't help my tuition. That was your freshman. year? I thought that yeah. would be my freshman. No, that's, my freshman year. That's when I landed, 1975, when I came here. Yeah. Yeah, I had a yeah. Didn't help my tuition. I would have been a sophomore. Yeah, we had a great sack. Remember being with my uncle Jack. All right, Memphis. Memphis plus five, big well ticket. Done, Jimmy. Yeah, Twenty dimes. Twenty yeah. dimes. You, you oh, sure you okay? Oh, I'm good. All right. I'm, I, look, it will not be. It was not the first time you have a suspicious. I have a bad beat like that, and it definitely will not be the last time. What? Well, all you people out there watching and listening, there's the one that's doing all the work. She's yes, sitting that's right true. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back there two. for sure. Across the way. Wow. Sean, Ryan, Jerry, and of course, we're yeah. not on the air without the four. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> we wouldn't exist. Wait, wait, we're on the air? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. They, they, we're we're going to get a shot of we're going to get a shot of them in a second. Hey, there it is. Wave, guys. Wave, wave, wave. Oh, there right. it is. There, there we go. Yeah, there we absolutely. Go. Yeah. The real well, show. The real, the real, uh, the real, uh, real town person in charge here. Jimmy, pleasure as always. See you later. All right, Chance. All right, Jimmy Vaccaro, everybody. We're we're gonna keep it right here. This is sports by the book. Okay. Who needs breaks? Who uh, needs breaks? Jimmy, you can you can. Uh, we got a lot your, to talk about work. still. Yeah. Yeah. We. You, no, the uh, the the front of the desk is open for you if you want. Oh. <laughs> so uh, one more college game I want to hit here, Chris. Shoot. Uh, Southern Cal at Notre Dame. Oh, was it? That's a pretty big one, right? It's not as big as the James Madison game, no, but not, okay, not, we can talk about it. The uh, the Trojans. Three-point underdogs. First down, yes. Three-point three underdogs My. on the road at South Bend, and this is another one of those good old togglers here, Vinny. Yep, another uh, another three, three-and-a-half. Notre Dame at home. Um, Take a look at the weather tomorrow. I think well, isn't it, it's, I think it's raining there today. I think there's rain forecast in the morning. It's been weather. pretty soggy and cool uh, back there. Uh, Total came down from the 62.5 to uh, about 59.5, but now starting to go up. Look, I, I have to tell you, we uh, SC, SC's in high-scoring games because their defense has been the case. Chris and I have talked about SC's uh, uh, porous defense for the last couple of seasons. Um, I think it's uh, uh, it's going to be a great wagering game, 430, so it, it's, uh, it's going to have everything rolling to it from uh, – 
from the day, including last night even, right? I mean, last night always uh, gets uh, uh, gets things rolling. Yeah. And uh, this one here, Chrissy, again, as long as uh, Notre Dame doesn't win the game by exactly three, it's going to be a great betting game. Yeah, should be terrific betting. And by the way, I, I mentioned using the threes on the parlor card. We used three ties win. Uh, mm-hmm. Three on the Oregon Washington game. We used a three on this one too. So I mean, if you want to lay two and a half, if you want to take three and a half, that's how it works with a ties win card. You know, so there's a lot of them out there. And listen, they fall. What can I tell you? But uh, when they fall, you know, fortunately, I have guys that I answer to that understand. They want to do it like that, and they know it's going to bring in a lot of people. And uh, you know, we'll win our share. We're going to lose our share too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, that's the way it happens. But I, you know. I, so we're going to do a lot of parlay card business with those two games and a ties win three. And Vinny is right. We ain't rooting for a three in either one of those two games. I have, you know, for Notre Dame, playoff chances are done. You have two, two losses, losses yeah. you're yeah. done. It doesn't matter that it came to Louisville, who may very well make the ACC title game. Right, it's yeah. all said and yep. done. And Ohio State. who With 10 men on the field. With 10 men on the field. But yeah. You're not making the playoff this year no. with two losses. It's just not happening. I'm just curious, and again, I got burned on this at the end of the Duke game with, with with that one as well. How does Notre Dame respond to being, again, I don't want to say the season's over because they play an amazing schedule and a lot of great teams, and there's a big-time rivalry. How do they respond to that second loss with USC, who has everything still to play for right well, now? Well, I, I will say this. I happened to be at USC yesterday. Mm-hmm. I happened to be right there. And uh, I was talking to some people. This is a huge game for USC and conversely for Notre Dame. I mean, this is one of the big rivalries that's been going on since the Newt Rockney days. It's a long time. That's even before us. Just just want to clarify. (laughs) You know, this is – I don't see them letting down at all for this game. I think that this is tremendously important. Both teams have this circled on their calendar every single year, and I don't see any sort of letdown at all from from Notre Dame. I kind of like Notre Dame in this game because mm-hmm. I just think USC's defense is so bad. Um, I, if they get to the lead, which they might, I don't see how they could protect it. And uh, I, I just, I think, right, I think really Notre Dame is just the better team and playing at home. I don't see them let them down. I kind of like Notre Dame in this one. You know, Jeff, it's a it's a it's a good question. I think, uh, and Chrissy brought up a good point. Notre Dame doesn't let that. They, they, look at their schedule. Oh, I mean, they, maybe, they, you maybe can't the, let down. Maybe no. the, the strength of schedule, uh, maybe the best in the country. I mean, so when you every they've got to go through the same thing every week, emotionally as well. You know, they've got the physical preparation, but when you look at their schedule, uh, they've got to go through that mental aspect of it too, the psychological aspect, and they and they do, and they, they they come out. They're in every game. It's not like they're getting blown out. They're not blowing people away uh, typically. Uh, but I think uh, I think again, this is another example of that. I I give them the edge. They're they're the favorite and deservedly so, particularly playing this game in South Bend. You ready to go over to the NFL, guys? Yeah. You ready for that? We got a lot of stuff, but you know, listen. We went a little long, but it's a great college schedule. Oh, it it, it, no, it seems like every week these schedules continue to, to, well, we're, to we're, produce. Yeah, we're we're getting down there. You know, I, I mean, yeah, rivalries are coming up too. Jeff. Oh yeah, you met just a We could spend an hour talking about Washington the rest of the year. We could, we could absolutely. That schedule I brought up brutal for the Huskies, but I do like them tomorrow. All right, let's uh, go to the NFL. Hey, you guys are up for another six thirty a.m. kick out here in the West Coast. Why not? 
Why not London? We yet never again? close. We get London one more time before uh, the scene shifts to Frankfurt, Germany, in a few weeks. Tennessee, the home team, taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Chris, you guys have the market low right now, actually, on Baltimore with the four yeah. and a forty-two on this one. Uh, Ravens. I don't know how the Ravens lost that game to your Steelers last week. <laughs> I, I still don't know. Even after watching it back earlier this week, I can't figure out how they managed to blow that game. Uh, they dropped passes. I mean, you know, and that it was a team. I think somebody identified them the day before. As, boy, the, their receivers have the best hands in the league. They don't drop passes. They dropped Oops. like what, seven or eight? Something like a that. Lot. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like seven or eight, like right in their hands. Uh, and that's how they lost the game. No strong opinion on this game. I'm surprised I'm at the market low, but I did get bet pretty heavy on the Titans in this one. But uh, I, I kind of like the Ravens a little bit. I think they bounce back from, you know, just a terrible, terrible loss last week. You know, I, I do think they come back. And, uh, you know, for uh, probably when I get back to, back to the office, I might take a look and go to four and a half. Maybe. We'll see. But I, I know I have some big play on the Titans from earlier in the week. I think the well the Ravens went earlier this week too right they they, they learned they went on Monday uh, from what the Bills right. didn't do right the Bills went like forty eight hours ahead of time who thought that was a good idea I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know uh, but you know I, and obviously the Bills doing that uh, against the Jags who were there for two weeks yeah uh, you know first time ever that a team played back to back games uh, in 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 London so um, Tennessee you just you know they 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 battle, but they're finding ways at the end of games. You know in that fourth quarter, uh, they're they're getting beat. And uh, who's healthier here? Ravens probably. Yeah. Do they? You know do they rebound off of what? Let's they've got to credit the Steeler defense last mm-hmm. last week as well. So, um, I I could see this one going higher. I know we were as low as, as three and a half. Uh, I think there'll be majority uh, a majority of Ravens money here in this one to, to Chris's point. Well, I'm a little surprised his total's been bet up too. Which is, I, I know Tennessee's defense hasn't, by the, by the analytic numbers, has not played well this year. But Baltimore's defense, I, I know they gave up the touchdown drive at the end of the game last week. Baltimore's defense has been really good this yeah. year when they've been healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they bet me over 41, over 41 and a half here. I, I, do, I want to say something about these European games. Yeah. You know, if, if we ever get to the day when there we do have a team in Europe, and I think, I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime. I think you might see it in yours. Coin flip, I would say. They have to do it the way the National League expanded in 1958 when the Dodgers and Giants both moved to the West Coast. So you're saying two teams. It has to be two teams. Okay. It can't be one. I think that would not work. But I think when a team goes to Europe, they play – London and you know Manchester, London and well, I play London and London and Munich and I Munich. Mean, yeah, maybe. I mean whatever. I think it has to be too because that's the way you go back and look at the history. The way the National League, it, it, it Brooklyn couldn't have moved to L.A. unless New York was moving to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wouldn't have worked. And I and I think the same way it's gonna if they do go to Europe. I think that's the way they're gonna have to do it. I, I, I think. It's interesting. I I haven't heard anyone make that point, but it would. Make I a haven't lot, either. But it would is, make a whole lot of sense if this they is did me that. talking. This is me talking. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you after okay. hearing it. I, I, I think sure. that's the only way it would work, and it would be expansion, right, Chris? Well, well I don't. Yeah, yeah I, would have I don't think. Yeah, I don't think uh, any. No well, teams, we just mentioned how all these yeah. teams are worth billions. They're, they're, I don't think anybody wants to move up, to uh, Europe yeah. when you're already sitting on 
four or five billion dollars. The only one that would be willing to move would be Jacksonville. I think yeah. Shad Khan would strongly think about it if he doesn't get that he money might. He from might. Jacksonville to redo the stadium. But that again, wouldn't shock me. Then again, you know, you want even amount of teams, right? You don't want to get yeah. into an odd. Yeah, situation. we had thirty-one for a long while. More, more likelihood of baseball, basketball, and hockey teams relocating mm-hmm. than, than NFL teams. To Chris's yeah. point. Well, yeah. we we've seen we yeah. saw three lo- three relocations in a very quick period of time mm-hmm. with the Rams, the Chargers, and the Raiders yeah. all relocating yeah. within Which, three years of each other. Yeah. Uh, very rare, obviously, in the right. in the years before that, because right. it was the Rams who yeah. went from LA to. Well, I've thought about this, I, and you know, I have given it some thought, and I think the only way to do it is you have to have two teams. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Wouldn't have a problem with that at all. All right, let's go to later on Sunday. The 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific windows. Atlanta. Boy, Falcons found a way last week in a game that managed to land, too, of course. Not the first time they've done that. Uh, yeah, they already did that once against Green Bay. They get the Commanders. Boy, what a disaster for Washington last week on a Thursday night. Just destroyed yeah. at home by <laughs> Chicago. Chris, 42 and a half on the total for this one. Atlanta, who is 3-0 at home, has been a 2.5-point favorite the whole week. Has not moved. Jeff, I don't know if anybody knows their plan. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a bet over 42. That's the only bet I got, Jeff. I got nothing. I don't that know if anybody cares bizarre. or nobody knows or whatever. You're looking at, you know, a, you know, usually you get something off the two and a, like if the, if the, if the wise guys like the favorite, it's going to go to three. If they like the dog, you'll see a little bit. I got no dog money. I got no money line money. I got no nothing money, Jeff. Wow. You can cancel this game and I'll be just fine. It's not it's it doesn't happen a lot that a college game will outright yeah. an NFL game. But yeah. we talked about a couple of college games that have right now done superior handle. Oh yeah. Beat the wash compared to this game. The the, the uh, Oregon Washington game and and the uh USC Notre Dame game, and don't forget James Madison and James Madison. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want to. I didn't want to make the Commanders or the Falcons feel that bad. But yeah, I mean, so now will there be action? Will this game be tied in uh, course, on, yeah. in the morning? Yeah, but as of now, right, Chris? I'm yeah, like I said, nobody knows they're playing. <laughs> I, you know, I mean. I'm blaming you, Jeff. You have to get that out. You have to get the word out. These you know, two teams you know are playing. Funny? You know what's funny with that? Atlanta's one of my stronger plays this week. <laughs> you like them, do you? Yeah, I do. Okay. okay. All yeah, right, buddy. I, I, Good. I, I, Everybody, yeah. you're listening? Yeah, Jeff loves I, it. I, I mean, I, just come I, in and bet. I, I, I hope you'll win. I, that, I hope I win. Out, I, I hope you win. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those where we talked about this last week. And again, Atlanta ended up pushing a whole boat, bunch of numbers. It really depended on when you got it last week. If you got it right, you won with Atlanta. If you got it wrong, you lost with Atlanta. Well, yeah. Uh, and you push. We got it wrong. I can tell you. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> was, if you got the right numbers, you won yeah. last week. Yeah, you game. sure did. Um, but I, there I is. Think some... I added two on the ties win card too. Yeah, by the way, so but, there, uh... but there's something to this home. Like Desmond Ritter's been disastrous away from home. Right. I know. Yeah, he's been. He hasn't been good, but he's at least played at it. All right, you could see this guy's and could be an NFL starter at home. Now that it's not a, a very ringing endorsement by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But I, this Atlanta team has a lot of talent on offense. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and I think they do. We just haven't seen it because of the quarterback. And this is the right defense. If you're going to get right, Washington's defense has been bad this year. Mm-hmm. They were bad against the Bears. 
They were bad against Philadelphia. They were bad for a half against Denver, and then Sean Payton did his thing. The only half they played reasonably well in was the second half against Arizona, and the Cardinals' offense just isn't any good. You know, I'm I'm looking at my notes. I'm I made this game four. Yeah. You know, I mean, so two two and a half to four isn't a big deal in college. It's a huge deal big in one the NFL. NFL. 100%. Atlanta will get after Howell in this game. I agree with you on that. Uh, taking a lot of sacks so far this year. If it wasn't for Daniel Jones, he'd be leading the league in sacks taken. Is that right? Because of whatever the Giants, the Giants' no. offense. We'll get to them later. What a disgrace that has been so far in uh, in East Rutherford. All right, through Chicago next. Hey, the Bears are no longer winless. They're on the board with their win last Thursday mm-hmm. against Washington. They take on Minnesota, who is just decimated with injuries. Right. Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson's on IR. We won't see him for at least a month, maybe longer. The rumblings of will this be the end of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota continues on. Chris, this is three. Vikings laying it on the road at yeah. Soldier Field. This is another one of those toggles. Well, you know, I got to tell you, my numbers came a lot higher. Okay. When I when I made my numbers last Sunday night, and uh, and I can show you my sheet came higher, and I have an arrow down. Like there's no way. I'm like my numbers came to five, but I knew all the injuries for uh, for Minnesota. I really think this is a great spot for the Bears, uh, and it's one of those. Sometimes Jeff, I, I heard this a long time ago. Sometimes the price tells you the winner, and I think the price is kind of telling you the winner here because. The, the If you go strictly by numbers, which is how I do my power ratings, I try to be as objective as possible. But sometimes you just know that's not the right number. You know, and I could, again, show you my sheet. I think the price is telling you the winner here. I think the Bears are the right side very much in this game. Okay. You mean even with the home field, which is really negligible in the NFL, in most NFL situations, uh, this being being one of them. I mean, it's, you know, power rating-wise, it pencils out to uh, – Probably five or, That's or right. even more. Five. So, um, but with all the injuries, um, the Bears coming off a real positive note, uh, their first victory, as you mentioned, Jeff. And I have to tell you, this this Cousins thing is probably a distraction, not only to him, but I think to the entire team. So uh, we've talked about it quite a bit. I mean, really, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks, especially with the Vikings having so much success last year in one score games uh and the exact opposite happened in this year you got the trade deadline coming up is he going to get moved to a contender it, and it's not just him i mean are they are they, they could are do they a full sellers, fire sale right you know i mean me. there's going to be teams that are that are sellers of of multiple positions so this chris, chris i want to ask you this before we move off of this game because obviously everyone talked about team regression with minnesota it has happened so far sure all their games have been one score and they're one and four sure. but I would argue that this team is better than the team last year, which is a little bit amazing despite what the records were. I'm just curious. I know we hate these hypothetical questions. but If you look at the internal metrics, internal, not the final scores, the The internal internal metrics, metrics, I think you'd very easily make the case. Defense is much better than it was. Yeah, they they had a negative point differential last year and and won 13 games. You know, I mean, that's not going to happen very often. I think this team is a little better, but, you know, the injuries were really the deciding factor for me. And I think the Bears, you know, a lot of times you get a team like that, they win one, they're going to win two. You know, and, and conversely, when you see a team that's on a roll, they lose one, they lose, they lose two. And I think I just think it's a really good spot for the Bears. And I checked my parlay card. I used two on the ties win because I really do like the Bears in this spot. 
Let's uh let's go to Cincinnati next. A good game. Mm-hmm. Seahawks off the bye, head to Cincinnati. The Bengals, I, they got they got right. They got yeah. right. They got a win. They covered last week in mm-hmm. Arizona. Burrow looked the healthiest he has looked all year long. He got right, yes. And you know, Chris, this is this is a really intriguing game. You guys have sat at three for a good portion of the week here after you mm-hmm. opened two and a half and took the bet up to three. I think we learn a lot about both of these teams this week. Where is Seattle as good as that three and one start that we've seen from them? Or did everyone let Cincinnati hang around here and let themselves get right? Then all of a sudden we're looking up in three weeks and like, whoa, the Bengals got the six and three. How did that happen? Well, this is one of those games, a very weak three. Yeah. You know, it's three uh, even money, so juice on the dog. The money line is. I think about a dollar fifty is. Let me check real quick. So that that's that shows you it's mm-hmm. a week three. I'm looking. We we are a dollar fifty five, but it's mostly fifty. There's some fifty five too. I mean, you can see a strong three team might be up to a dollar eighty or even a dollar eighty five, something like that. So week three. So I think this is one of those. Yeah, you know, Jeff, I made the number two and a half, which puts it like right there. Um, I, I don't have a strong opinion on this game, but I do feel what you said is uh is is right this is going to be a strong indicator one way or the other on where these two teams are and where they're going i think when you look at the bengals right the difference between the victory last week and the victory against the rams i mean obviously you know one you know, rams were at home but you hit on a key point burrow looked better how did he look better he was able to throw the ball deeper oh and his mobility right? was better i mean too. and he yeah. was able to move around uh, um, looked to be more comfortable right and and more fluid um it, he may get higgins back this week too t higgins which which is certainly going to help and and present some problems for the seahawks so um look i think i think pete carroll's done a, a terrific coaching job la- you know the last couple of years you know you look at last year and look at this year where he's got the team um, you know, sometimes teams have no control over this. Sometimes you, you, an early buy works against, against you. Uh, I think if you, if, if coaches had their choice, they would always want a later buy as the season gets further along and there's probably more injuries, but, uh, you know, they they'll deal with the, the hand they were dealt, but this is what I want to see how the, the Bengals really, especially respond to, a, you know, last week's victory compared to. Uh, the victory against the Rams. Cincinnati after this bye week at San Francisco, Buffalo. Yeah, monster. Ooh, I mean, brutal. This, the next three, three, <laughs> three big games in a row. So yeah. yeah, we'll find out, Jeff. Yeah, and we've we talked about Cincinnati. Their schedule on top of those games gets much more difficult on the back end. But hey, it just kind of feels like one of those where he had a shot, they, they mm-hmm. cut the head off, and the rest of the league just didn't do it just yet. You can't let a team with that good of a quarterback yeah. hang around, hang around. Yeah. You got to win. When well, I agree with Joe Burrow when they ask him, how, how open is your, how long is your window going to be open? He says, well, as long as I'm here. 100%. I, mean, I think that's, 100%. I think that's right. Yeah. All right. Speaking of quarterback injuries, let's go here. Cleveland. Oof. Browns hosting the Niners. Deshaun Watson is out, already ruled out for this one with that right shoulder injury that has been sort of a mystery going into this week. Well, uh, we now the kn- doctors said he could play. Well, we now know it's a rotator. It's deeper into the rotator cuff than we realized. But you are right. Like the doctor, the reports are that he could play. 
but the Browns are electing to keep him out again. They had a bye last week, so that's two in a row that he is missing, even with the bye mixed in. Chris, it opened five and a half when it looked like Watson, all right, probably going to play. I can tell you it's not that anymore. No. <laughs> um, peak to 10, now nine and a half on the Niners on the road at Cleveland. You know, I, I, my rule since I, well, even when I was at Cal Neva all those years, I never take games off the parlay card unless it's a quarterback. This one I had to take off the parlay card. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to put it back on Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah, it'll be back on. Uh, the number is six and a half and seven on the ties win, which is essentially six and a half. Um, you know, I tried to stay ahead of this. And right now, pure action-wise, I'm not in bad shape. But, man, there's a lot of numbers that can really hurt me on this one. Yep. So from five and a half up to ten, they took the ten. I'm at nine and a half. So there's, uh, I, I'm, I'm in a very dangerous zone in this area, in this game. But I, I want to say this. Um, and a friend of mine pointed this out. Uh, Jim Schwartz has an incredible record defensively against Kyle Shanahan coach teams. And this defense for Cleveland is fantastic. Maybe the best in the league. Now, can they hold up against this Niner team when their offense doesn't figure to give them a whole lot of help? I don't know if they can or can't. I think this will be a huge test for them. So right now, I don't really have a strong opinion on this game, but I, I, I think this is going to be very, very interesting to see how good this Cleveland defense is against the team, uh, like I said, like the, with the Niners, but with no help from your offense. That, that's going to be the test. Number was – it was 10, and that's a play on the number, right? I mean, it's, it's an NFL game <clears throat> with a good defense. And uh, again, another another key number. We we talk about the key numbers in football. I mean, obviously three is we've really talked a lot about the three, the most key number. But uh, you start, you know, getting around. You know, you look at four, you look at seven, you look at ten. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that, that 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 was the other by. By the way, I think early, I think Sunday night, Chris, I think the initial play was on Cleveland, right? Didn't didn't they? Take the, the the five and a half. Or, you know, uh, I opened it high because yeah. I thought money would show, yeah. and and the first bets were yeah. were on Cleveland. Yeah, you know. So, so but again, yeah. I was we'll we'll see. we thought that Watson would be back. Yeah, I thought I thought Watson right. would be back. Yeah, I I very strange this whole situation yeah. with with the shoulder uh, on the San Francisco <laughs> front of things. That was spectacular what they did to Dallas on Sunday. Every facet mm -hmm. of the game as well as he can do it. Brock, it's amazing how good Brock Purdy has been. I mean, the he's first in the conversation weeks. for the MVP. He, he might be the favorite right now. Yeah, two of two, uh, two, uh, him and, and honestly, Christian McCaffrey are your yeah. three. I think Josh Allen has and to Josh be Allen He's had like a couple bad still. games, but yeah. he's been really good too. But I'll tell you, the thing that makes Brock Purdy so good is is the way he's coached. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, no when, you look at, when you look at you know Patrick Mahomes and his talents, you look at, Josh Allen. I mean, you, you don't have Purdy in the same skill set necessarily. Oh, no. However, within the system, so you have to credit the coaching staff to recognize what his strengths are, and then uh, putting implementing it, and then him following the script. I have to tell you, there's a complete opposite in a lot of other teams. Yeah, one of them in MetLife. 
<laughs> so yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, good Lord, yeah. take take uh, the Jets. I mean, it's a complete opposite. I'll say two the of them in, right? in, in that yeah, life. I, I was yeah. thinking, yeah. I was thinking more. Yeah, I wouldn't go either way on that. Yeah. You look at you look at. Listen, this is this is what we've got. This is the skill set. Let's maximize the skill set, and and give an opportunity to succeed. I think it's this is the greatest example with Purdy here. I I, I would tell you this. You know when. Most of these quarterbacks, you know, even even at college when you play in a major conference, most of them have a good arm. Most of them have a good arm. So let's just throw that out. But other than that, what what is the skill set of, of a quarterback that makes them successful in the NFL? They got to be able to process quickly mm-hmm. and throw accurately. And Purdy can do that. And I know he doesn't have an arm like Josh Allen. I know that. But he can still make the throws. And yeah. if you process and have accuracy i think i mean I, I look at drew Brees. drew Brees that actually had a pretty good arm but you know there's a lot of guys out size, there yeah yeah but i mean if you you could process and make the and and throw accurately you're going to be successful looking at you matt campbell how did this guy <laughs> regress every single year he was at ames i don't know it's, it's yeah. pretty amazing looking well, i think at matt campbell's regressed every year at ames uh, that, with, uh, he, as well that is true my friend <laughs> that's definitely true all right let's keep it in this one o'clock eastern window this is an interesting game new orleans at houston uh saints destroyed new england last week i think that had more to do with the patriots than it did it with the saints texans dead even with atlanta most of the way they lose on a last second field goal i i would feel pretty good if i were a houston Houston fan right now with what I've seen sure. through five weeks, even yeah, under, no under 500. Nice coaching. Very game. happily take the two and three the way it's gotten to there. Stroud still hasn't thrown a pick through five games. Chris, you opened New Orleans two, got as high as two and a half. You're now sitting at one and a half on this one. Good business on this one. A lot of two-way action. I think it's a really interesting game. I think the public's finding the same thing. And I want to say, uh, you know, a, a guy, a friend of mine, a friend of probably all of ours, Wes Reynolds. I remember mm-hmm. Wes and I, we went on Twitter last year. I said it first, and then Wes kind of backed it up and added more to it. That I thought C.J. Stroud was going to be a better quarterback in the NFL than Bryce Young. I just, you know, I know I'm old school in a lot of ways. I like the bigger guys. That's who I like. And it's not like the kid didn't have any talent. He wasn't just a big guy who couldn't play. I mean, a guy could play. And I think right now, C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to be a coming star. This kid is good. And DeMarco Ryan's the coach. I didn't know much about him. I didn't know anything. But he's done a really good job. So far, so good. So, so far, far, so, so good. good with yeah. Ryan. It's early, but so far, so good. No, very impressive what we've seen so far out of the Houston staff. Absolutely. Again, they look a lot better than I would have expected. Yeah. And Stroud has been a lot better than I expected this quickly. Maybe well, down the road, but this quickly, yeah, he's I don't great. expect any rookies to be great. Really, I don't. But he has been very, very good. Uh, but, go ahead, Vinny. I, I think that, you know, you hear me talk uh, probably more about coaching than a lot of other, you know, guys probably in our position. But I think it, it, you have to take it into consideration with not only when you're making numbers, but uh, when you're booking. And certainly this is another good uh, a coaching, a coaching job here. And by the way, you know, you look at the three rookies. I thought that Richardson probably had the first better better first month. Jeff, you and I have, have talked about this a few times. But I think when you look at, when you compare Stroud, Young, and Richardson, uh, to Chris's point, I think Stroud has done the, the best job. I mean, Richardson's been hurt. He hasn't Richard, been able Richardson's to only completed one game he's yeah. played yeah. in. So Young far. is really struggling, I think, to read games. Uh, uh, but Stroud has done uh, done a terrific job, and this team competes, and they're in. Yeah, most of the games. 
Speaking of, oh, go ahead, Chris. I was saying my beef against Richardson wasn't really a beef. It was just he didn't have the experience. experience. I didn't no, think we no. had enough to judge him by. No. But I think he looks pretty good. And again, you know, it's going to a lot. And I think he has the right coach, by the way. I agree. But I think that's going to be it because how many quarterbacks get ruined in this league? Mac Jones, I'm looking at you. But I mean, a lot of guys get ruined. And if he stays healthy, stays with the right coach, and does the right things, which you know, again, so far so good, but he hasn't. The health is a different issue, but I think this kid has a pretty good potential as well. Speaking of Indy, they're on the road at Jacksonville this week. Yeah. We saw this matchup in Week One. Jacksonville somehow managed to cover that game despite Indy probably being the yeah. right side in that one. Gardner Minshew yeah. makes his return yeah. to Jacksonville. Here he'll magic. start Minshew magic. Uh, IR for Richardson with the shoulder injury. Yeah. We won't see him at least for four weeks. And he got hurt up, in that game, late in that game. Right, he, yeah. I, that was the reason I don't think yeah. Indy covered because they had the ball at the two yard line and then they had to throw twice because they didn't have Richardson yeah. in the game. But Chris, it uh, doesn't matter for the betters from five to four on this one here. You know, I see no difference in the number with Minshew. He's just a nice veteran quarterback, solid, solid backup, really knows the game well. Uh, they're not missing anything. Now, a year or two from now, we might see three, four, five-point difference between these two quarterbacks, but not at this point in their careers. But I think Minshew's a solid quarterback. I still, I kind of like Jacksonville a little bit here. Not Nothing really strong. But I think the number's gotten a little bit cheap. I got a lot of money on the Colts, both on the point spread and particularly on the money line. You just I think people are still trying to figure the Jags out too. I think that maybe have something sure. maybe has something to do with it. Although um I think I could see the public coming in and supporting the Jags here, particularly in uh probably money line parlays and teasers, you yeah. know. But I mean it's not not uh uh, not a game that's drawing. It, it, it's 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 ahead of the Commanders and Falcons, yeah. um, but you know I think that'd be pretty much two way action on this one. I I could see. Let's uh let's go to South. Let's keep it in Florida. Go to South Florida for this one. Miami's a giant favorite yet again. Covered last week against Big Blue. Now they get Carolina. Panthers fourteen point dogs. Totals forty seven and a half here. Chris uh, again. Carolina the only winless left. Miami, uh, there are some injuries on the Miami side. Uh, HN is going to miss this game with the knee injury. He was also put on IR, uh, but that doesn't seem to be slowing down the Miami uh, vaunted offense at this point. Now, if you're playing bingo here, let me give you another one. Uh, diminishing returns, because I think, again, if you just strictly pencil out this number, Miami should probably be a little bit higher than this. Mm -hmm. I think Carolina is just uh, terrible right now uh, in, in so, so many ways, but I also think you know, in the NFL, coaches tend to take their pedal, take their foot off the pedal late in the game. And, I, you know, I, I, it's just so hard to lay 14 in an NFL game. But I think, you know, like I said, number-wise, probably would go for Miami. But I think psychologically, 14 is just too tough to overcome. You know, and I, a gun to my head, I'd probably take the dog. But you better put a loaded gun to my head because I don't think I really would want to play this dog at all. Backdoor. Yeah, Backdoor, see, that's the whole yeah. pair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean – Look, uh, Carolina got demolished last week by Detroit. That game was really, other than for maybe about a few minutes at the beginning of the game, that game was never competitive. The Lions, and good on Detroit here. We'll get to them in a second. Turnovers. The Lions inflicted their will on that game, turned them over a few times. Uh, I'm just curious for Miami now where you're getting to the point, and and we'll get to the Eagles in a little bit. If there's ever a look-ahead spot in the NFL, it's for Miami here this week. You're playing the worst team in the league record-wise, arguably the worst team in the league power rating-wise. Yes. And 
You have Philadelphia on deck. A Sunday night game in Philly next week. It is, again, it, for it's a lot harder for, to get the college kids up every single week. Yeah. But if there is ever a look-ahead spot in the National Football League, it is this week with the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you just go strictly numbers. You couldn't play Carolina. Right. But that's, that's not the way the NFL works. By the way, a good friend of ours is watching. Chris Felica. Ah, the bear. The bear. The nice. bear. And, and the bear, maybe it's because I'm wearing this shirt. He wants to take a big number on. He wants to get 13 on Stanford tonight. You're gonna get. You're gonna get there for him. I told him. I texted him. I stick around. Don't, stick around. don't go far. <laughs> don't go stick far, bear. Absolutely. Uh, let's uh, let's go to the first game that was flexed out of its original window this year, and that was, as we all expected, the Detroit Lions at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from a one o'clock Eastern to a four twenty-five Eastern game. Uh, this is, you know, Chris. Tampa's off the bye. They're three and one. Yeah. The vibe, two first place teams. The vibes are good. Two first place yeah. teams. Uh, this is Toggler. Another Toggler. Three and a half yeah. to three. This a lot is, of these. This is a really interesting spot for the Detroit Lions here. Where, all right, they handled the. They already passed the road favorite deal with Green Bay two weeks ago. They've since that loss to Seattle have really, really looked great the last three weeks. Three mm-hmm. double digit wins. None of them overly competitive. This is a different animal here for Detroit. Now, on the road against a, a team that, yes, is, I didn't think was going to be any good going into the year, but has looked good through four weeks. Different task here for the Lions as three-point favorites in Tampa here. You know, this looks like a solid three. <laughs> yeah. know, it's hard to make any other yeah. number. I used three on the Ties win card, too. Uh, you know, I, I'm really interested in seeing this game. You know, I, I don't know why. I've always kind of liked Baker Mayfield, maybe because so many people didn't like him. You know, but he took over an 0-16 team, you know, and in a couple years had them in the playoffs in, in, in Cleveland. Boy, they got rid of him pretty quick and wind up signing Deshaun Watson for $250 million guaranteed. You know, sometimes, listen, I know I'm a Steeler fan, and I, you know, but we always wanted Cleveland to be good. We want to beat them. We wanted to beat a good team, you know. <laughs> but, you know, that, that, I don't know. I think they treated this kid poorly, and I've, I've just rooted for him since then. And, you know, and he's really playing well for Tampa. So, I don't know. Again, no opinion. I think three was just a very solid number here. A resilient warrior. That's, there you uh, go. You, you know, I mean, w- when you look at Mayfield, listen, this is still a veteran team too, right? Offensively, mm-hmm. Mike Evans will play and, also. And Mike Evans is 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 going to be uh, good. That's a uh, that's an important point, Jeff, and and a veteran defensive unit as well. So, and and you know what? I know that coaching wise, they you, 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 you get the you get both, right? You get more probably negatives. You know about the the coaching staff in Tampa, but I got to tell you, it's hard to argue with, you know, the the way they compete, the way they battle. Um, you know, they played Philly. Philly Philly's just better. All right, when you know that 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 loss, but they 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 bounced back and they did it. I mean, this this is going to be a, this is going to be a good game and a game that bears watching. And um, let's remember this: the Bucks are in first. I don't think we're not surprised that that the Lions are in first. They were place. the betting favorites okay. going yeah. into the year, but it is a surprise. Uh, that the that the Bucks are in first in their division. It's a huge surprise to me that Tampa's yeah, looked as good too. as they have through the first four weeks. They're yeah. a bottom three power rated team for me going. Uh, me me too. Yeah, me and, too. And they the have rise. a legitimate shot to win that division, no doubt, because it's a weak division. Weak division. Even though I can't, I Atlanta's really talented. They're just not yeah. talented at the position that you need to be right. talented. Yeah. At. 
Uh, and New Orleans, hey, look, New Orleans' defense is good, but I, I just don't trust this version of Carr to get it done. And we saw it two weeks ago where Tampa went there and handled their business yes. pretty easily. Well, you want to go to this fun one just down the road from us? Sure, just we have North. to. Must. Do North. Raiders off their Monday night win despite the best effort of their head coach <laughs> taking on the New England Patriots who, man, I, it, it, is, I, I, it is flabbergasting to see what has happened in New England. I, I knew the roster wasn't good, but to watch them get beat, it combined 72-3 to three the last yeah. two weeks. Their only win is against the Jets because they own the Jets' soul with Belichick. But this is really embarrassing what has happened in New England. And I know that defense is battered with injuries, but 72 to three in two weeks in the NFL, that just doesn't happen. Being dominated. Yeah, that, you know, I, I made this game a solid three. It's just hard to do anything but that. Um, but boy, uh, and I, I'm going to give a shout out to our friend, the Bear. He told me that's his game. He likes, uh, he likes the Patriots in this game. Uh, you know, I, man, it's a hard one to play. Either yeah, way. I mean, it's a difficult. One. But you know, again, I'm I'm not the only one saying this. There's a lot of them, a lot of people saying it. The, the general manager has really hurt the coach in the in New England. Well, they happen to be the same guy. <laughs> but, you know, but you know, I I always I never thought that was a good idea. And then Belichick, of course, seven Super Bowls later, said, eh, maybe it was a good idea. But now it's kind of come back to haunt him. You always want to have the one guy to say. Hey, I would help you out if I, but you know, my boss says I, I just can't do it. You know, and in, in, in New England, you can't do that. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, I can see where the Bears coming from. You know, it is three with, um, you know, some some juice on the dog. So there, it looks like the wise guys are certainly not playing the Raiders. If they're going to come in on anything right now, it looks like it will be New England. There are some teams where the, uh, probably one of, if not the most key relationship when it comes to the teams playing uh, is out of sync. That's quarterback and coach. We saw it last night in Denver. Mm -hmm. Not in sync at all. There's another one here. Uh, I think that Jones has got a short leash, and I think he knows it. Um, for, the, for the Raiders, they're averaging, what, 17 points a game. I don't know how you're going to keep winning games unless you've got a, you know, uh, an 85 Bears defense. And they don't have it. To win uh, with games at 17, and they don't have it. So, um, you know, it, you, you kind of waiting for Belichick to, uh, you know, what's his, been his strength as a coach, right? Identify what the other team's strength is and take it away. He hasn't been able to do that. I'm sure he's identified it, but he hasn't been able to execute it. His, team, so, his defense you know, is just yeah. so – I mean, that injury report – I'm not kidding you with this. No, it's – The New England injury report is 18 people deep right yeah. now. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's, I, which is I think the, it's the long. I guess the biggest injury list in, in – it's got to be the biggest. It's big. the longest one I think I've ever seen in an NFL game, so, to be honest with you, Vinny. I don't uh, – you know, but listen. But we've seen the Raiders have been backed every week, mm -hmm. and yep. I don't see it. I don't see it changing here, given the, the performance of the uh, of the Patriots. We're, we're going to need. We're probably going to need the Patriots in this game. I, I there are so. some games that you just say, you know what? I'm going to watch it. And I'm not going to have a bet on it. The win game. That's that's what I'm going to do. I did earlier in the week. Kind of talked myself into, hey, maybe the Raiders are good this week. But it's like, no. Mm -hmm. Still, Josh McDaniels is a favorite in an NFL game, and New England and Chris, you've brought you bring this up all the time. The team is never as good 
as they were the previous week, and they're never as bad as they were the previous week, unless if it was the Patriots the last two weeks. There are exceptions to <laughs> yeah. the rule. Yeah. So, like, I, really, are we going to have a third straight week where New England looks like the worst team in the NFL? I remember the one so year uh, I was doing another radio show, and the guy loved to say, you know, teams tend to improve off a loss. And it was the one year when Detroit was 0-16. I said, oh, <laughs> this was like about week 14 or something. I said, so Detroit should be the greatest team of all time. Right. right? You're telling me. So, you know. so there are exceptions to rules. Let's uh, go to L.A. next. Rams and Cardinals. Rams are seven, Chris. Total's 48. This has been bet up. Six and a half, mm -hmm. six, and then six and a half, now seven on the Rams and the Cardinals. 48, the total for this one. You know, I uh, I like this Ram team. I don't know how good they are. I don't know if they're a team that's going to win nine, ten games. But they're at least a team where if Matthew Stafford is upright, you kind of know what you're getting out of them every week now. You're going to at least get some consistent offense if the offensive line wants to block, and you're getting a defense that has one player on it. Well, <laughs> I... I have a friend of mine who he likes to ask me who I like. He might be listening right now. I told him I like three games this week. I like the Bears. Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you the other one because we haven't gotten to it yet. But I like the Rams. You like the Rams. I think the Rams are ready to explode. You know, they've just, they've come, they're looking like they're this coach. Did we forget how good of a coach McVay is? And they're coming this close, I should say. Did we forget how good of a coach McVay is? And Stafford is still a really good quarterback. Boy, I'm terrible with the names. What's the rookie? Uh, Puka Nakua. Thank you. There you go. Look at Ryan. Yeah, there you That's go. That's the staff. Uh, yeah. That's why they're uh, here. Uh, and then, you know, Cooper Cup now back. I think this Rams team is ready to explode in a really good way. And I think we've seen about the best out of Arizona that we're going to see. They've played well. You can only go to the well so far when you don't have that much talent. I agree right? with that last part. I think that's more of why I like the Rams this week also, where it's Arizona's played at their peak yeah. for the first five weeks. Yes, they and have. it might have peaked out last week when they took the lead back against Cincinnati and then Dobbs threw the pick six and it was lights out yeah. from there. Well, and and also, too, you mentioned it. Cooper Cup came back last week. Had a good game. And until the Eagles just sucked the life out of them in the second half, that yeah. was a dead-even game. Well, yeah, you talk I, about peaking. Uh, it doesn't help the peak without James Conner either, who's that, having a oh, nice, right. having a another nice, big injury, nice right. year for uh, uh, probably his second best year uh, since his, his best year since he got to uh, uh, to the uh, Cardinals from the Steelers. Uh, he, had, he had a terrific year with the Steelers, but um, yeah, you're starting to see the uh, the card. Listen, we we talk about teams' identities, and I think that the Cardinals are it's, they're starting to wear down. I I think this you're like Chris said, it's the peak of Arizona at this point. They got their win, so they're not going 0 and 17 like mm -hmm. we thought they might. But they just might be competitive enough to lose a whole boatload of football games and not cover a bunch of numbers. That's kind of where we're heading with Arizona. Now. You know, there's uh, there's a word for it. I, I forget what it is. Uh, remember my old statistics professor, but I can't think of what the word. But there's like trend lines. Yes. When they go like, you know, and you see it, we see it a lot in, or we see it a lot in horses too. Is it a curve? What, the bell curve? It's not a bell curve, but it's like a, I can't think of the word. But so you have a team, like, let's say a team, they're up here and they're on the down side, but they're still priced like they're up here. So they're overpriced. They're on the downside, but they're still, and conversely, you have a team on the upswing and they be, 
heading towards their peak, but they're still priced like they're down here. I, for the life of me, I can't remember that. I graduated college in 78, Vinny. It's a long time ago. It's all right. It's all right. But I, but I do, I, I, I think about that often. And I think this is a perfect example of that game because I think the, the Arizona team is, has peaked. They're on the downside, but we're still pricing them like as if they were on that peak. And conversely with the Rams, I think they, they are heading towards a peak, but we're pricing them as if they're still way below that peak. So that's the way I look at this game. And you could do that in a lot of different uh-huh. situations. But I, I think this is a really good example of that. Let's go to the Meadowlands. Jets, Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles and the Jets. The Jets have never beaten the Philadelphia Eagles in a regular season game, which is, is right? pretty up, uh, pretty amazing. That yeah. double-digit times against each other hasn't mattered. This was a toggler. Opened six, up to seven, now six and a half. The injury reports that came out about an hour ago for both sides are pretty alarming on both ends. Jalen Carter, Darius Slay, both out for Philadelphia. Arguably their two best defensive players. On the Jets side, DJ Reed did not clear concussion protocol. He's out. Brandon Eccles, Justin Hardy, their best special teamers, also out. Sauce Gardner is now questionable with an illness. He did not practice today. That's a big one, yeah. And Xavier Gibson is questionable with an injury he suffered yesterday. So there are potentially gigantic injuries on both sides in this game here, Chris. This is the third game I like. Yeah. I like the Jets. Of course, I'd like that a lot more when it was seven. (laughs) I'd agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's when I gave it to my friend. It was seven. Uh, But the money is shown on the dog here, and I think the the dog money is going to be right here. Uh, we'll probably go into this game needing the Jets, but I can see right now there's a lot of sixes. I still see a seven out there. I see six and a half. I'm going to try to stay a little bit under the market here. So when I go back to the office, I might go back to six here. I'm, let me let me see what my action looks like. But I like the Jets. You know, we look at that total. Total's 41. Uh, I believe that's the second lowest total. Uh, yeah, the only uh, the only one lower is Cleveland. Cleveland. Yep, that's yeah. Correct. So I think I think they're telling you right there. Points are going to be at a premium here. I think it's going to be a very close game. I don't know if the Jets can win. I think they can win actually, but I I, I like the Jets getting the points here. I, I agree I with you on that uh, on seven. I took seven earlier in the did week. You? Yeah. I yeah. think uh, you know Gardner's. You know, Salah has said that he'll he'll be ready to go. Is he going to be a hundred percent? It's it's hard to say. Um, I think the the key is again, what's the game plan? To Philly's been. Some people th- seem to think that Philly's done it with mirrors. Credit Philly for what what they've done so far, not only winning but in covering as well, right? But you know, can the Jets win this game coming off of what the you know uh, the victory against the the Broncos? Yes. Um, you know, you, we're still waiting for Philadelphia. I think to be the Philadelphia that they were. I'm not sure they're going to be the Philadelphia they were a year ago without the both with both coordinators being gone. I think there's some adjustments. Uh, now you add the injuries to that. It's that that complicates it. The other, argument, I think you're. Excuse me. I think you're 100 percent right. Losing both coordinators, I think, yeah. was very big for this team. They are doing very well. Excuse me. In their absolutely you know, in, in where they're at. Steichen yeah, so. looks like a really good head coach in Indy. And yeah. look yeah. for Gannon. He inherited the worst team in the NFL, and they don't look like the worst team in the NFL. No. So that's pretty good on his end. I, I I will say this with Philadelphia. One one thing: they're five and zero. They're four and one against the number. Mm-hmm. I think part of the re- it's a testament to how good of a team they are that mm-hmm. we can sit here and I think correctly so say 
hey, this team's not as good as they were a year yeah. ago. Cool. And here they are five weeks into the season. We're not saying they're bad, but no, they're just they're not, not, I think but it's just, not last year's Eagles, I, I think it's right? just yeah. a testament to how good they actually are. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. we expect more of them. Wait a second, they're 5-0 and oh and they're 4-1. Yeah. They're still remember. the second-best yeah. team in the NFC, yeah. I would say. I I would most argue, people would say that. I would argue they're the second-best team in the NFL. Yeah. I think San Francisco is the only team that's clearly better than them. Okay, right not a that's difficult, a good point. Uh, yeah. Not a yeah. difficult road trip Yeah. either. No, uh, just up the turnpike there, uh, Vinny. There'll be a lot of... Uh, a lot of Kelly green in that one, uh, mm-hmm. probably in the stands. Or what is that, midnight green now, that new green there in Philadelphia? I don't know. I, I look at cash green. Okay, so. very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> All right, last one for Sunday. Giants and Bills. Boy, the Giants The Giants are an embarrassment right now. They are very lucky to have that win against Arizona, or it look even worse right now. Chris, so you open 15, you're back to it, even with the news that Daniel Jones is not going to play this week with the neck injury, and Drew Thomas is out again. Uh, what is there to say about the Giants at 15. this point? 15. Uh, with in all, week six. With all the injuries to Buffalo. To, yeah. to Buffalo. Yeah. You know, how can you pull the trigger and bet the Giants? I tell you what, if you bet the Giants, this is Sunday night, last game, take your wife out to dinner, <laughs> pray that you can come home, and see a win, you know, maybe, maybe twenty-one to seven, you know, something like that. And you twenty-four know, ten, gets yeah, it done, something yeah. like that. You know, I mean, that's your. I, I would yeah. be so hard to bet the Giants and sit there and watch this game. I think it would be really difficult. Go to but that means that, yeah. it, 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 One one question on the quarterback, real quick. Yeah, because Tyrod Taylor is a respected. Back he's not bad. Yeah, he's not bad. Uh, it, I don't think there's any difference, or at least there shouldn't be. With not the, the way level. Jones is playing. Way Jones is played. If anything, I would say that the Giants might be power rated better with Tyrod in there. Right well, at now. least Tyrod's going to have the brains to throw the ball away once yeah. in a while. And I, you know, Jones is a Duke graduate. I mean, you think the guy might have the comments? Man, common sense and brains can often be two different things. <laughs> throw the ball away once in a while. You don't have to take every one of those sacks. I think uh, if you're gonna, you you want to find out about Saquon Barkley. status right i mean right now he's still questionable uh so you want to wait for the actives and inactives um and that and again the fact that this is a sunday night game it it it, everything is going to be going to it you wonder if it's going to go higher now if there's if barkley is going to play then it i think we'll see some uh, pro pros will 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 take the giant because they'll take two touchdowns um it's it's difficult to bet one of the, one of the worst offensive lines that I can mm. I can remember. Yeah. There's also yeah. a difference too. When when Tyrod Taylor when you and I've I've, I've learned this from listening to uh, to NFL quarterbacks. The big difference coming into a game in relief as you know now you're the you're the guy you're the go-to guy and being asked uh, an awful lot uh, to go against still one of the better teams. I know they have two losses uh, and and uh, and and you know, it's after last week uh, getting beat over in, in London. Uh, I think we'll see a different Bills team here. From Sam Munson and Pro Football Focus, most offensive line pressures given up a year ago, 212. The Giants are currently on pace for 326. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I just knocked Daniel Jones, but, you know, in all honesty, and he, he he's a victim of circumstances. Now, he should he should be able to get rid of the ball a little bit better. But you know that offensive line has done him no favors no, whatsoever. I'm, again, one of the one of the and, and they've got injury they've, and I'm, they have injuries. And, yeah, of and now they're going to be worse. Two starters are, yeah. are Thomas are, are, is out. Yeah. Uh, uh, John mm. Michael Schmitz is out as well at the center position. 
Uh, a mess, an unbelievable yeah. mess. Are we going to get the 17 here? Depends on what the, the oh, action oh, looks I, like. I think on... everything going to yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And if there's no Barkley, absolutely. I, I will yeah. say this. If it gets to 17, I think you bite the bullet and you take the 17. And if you get blasted, you get blasted. Well, then do what I said and go to yeah, church. 100%. Go, to, go, to, go to two masses and then do what Chrissy said and get get get, get misses and go to dinner. 100%. All right, real quickly here in the last minute we have here, guys. It's Monday Night, Monday Night Football on Vinny. We'll break this down on Monday Sure. in full. Dallas at the Chargers. Good game on Monday night, Chris. Cowboys coming off getting shellacked by the Niners. Chargers off a bye week. Yeah. You guys are sitting, too, with Dallas the favorite right now. Gun to my head, I'd probably take Dallas. Just thinking, no team is as bad as they looked the week before. And uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think I think the number's right. I think I made the number two. That seems like the right number. I'd see some two and a half showing up, but I don't know. It's a tough one to bet. But I'd probably bet the Cowboys if I had to bet. If they need to rebound, right? Um, uh, Herbert with the the hand injury. I mean, he's going to play. Uh, I think he's. I think he's fine. Uh, how did How did the Cowboys respond after? And I mean. Absolutely getting demolished. It was that it was billed as the two. Right, nobody was really talking about the Eagles as much as they were talking about the Cowboys. And the Eagles are undefeated. Um, let's see how they respond uh, off of uh, off of what that what happened in San Francisco. I am going to not like myself when this definitely bites me in the behind. The Dallas Cowboys have a massive coaching advantage in this game. Ooh. I know, massive. Yeah, they do. Mm. Well, they do. I don't know if we can be friends yes. anymore. I know. I look. I hated saying it, but that's why I like Dallas. And also, too, they're not as bad as they showed a week ago. Can't be. Can't be. Can't. Well, be, it's for a, sure. And let's the opponent is not near what. No, the Chargers. Look, either. Herbert's Herbert. You can make the argument oh. Herbert's been the best quarterback in the NFL through the first month. He's been great. He's their oh, best. Yeah, absolutely yeah. their best player. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you start looking at the yeah. great quarterbacks, and I know he's still a little bit young. But he's definitely in the conversation. Yeah, yeah it, right below Mahomes, there's probably a, a him, group him of guys. Him and Tua are in the same spot. Yeah, Obviously, Josh Burrow's Allen, there. Burrow. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a couple, of them, but, but he's definitely in that conversation. Herbert has been awesome, and if they had any semblance of a coaching staff or a defense, we'd be talking about them as a legitimate Super Bowl contender instead yeah. of looking at them like, all right, they're the Chargers. But they don't. Yeah, exactly. Massive. Uh, yeah, I know, Mike McCarthy. Oof. I can't wait for that to bite me in the behind on Monday night. Can't wait. <laughs> For that. That's all the time we have. This has been Sports by the Book for Chris Andrews, for Vinny Maliulo. Of course, South Point 400 on Sunday. We'll have a full breakdown on tomorrow's show, we'll Vinny. We'll talk about it, buddy. Uh, uh, yep. uh, for the race Racing. here in Vegas, down to eight in the NASCAR playoffs. We'll see you again tomorrow at eight in the morning. Vinny, myself, Alex White will be here at the South Point studio on Sports by the Book.